Porch Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Front Porch Podcast. Talking about things and stuff. Hello and welcome back once again to the Front Porch Podcast. Once again, I am Phil, as always, joined by uh, my two dim-witted co-hosts, Jared and Mike. Hey. Say hi. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What's up? Say, your, say your names so people know. Your names. Uh, my name is Mike. I did it. Thank you. You did Ooh. it. I, did, I remember. You, you, you're proud of you. Jared. jeez. Oh, That's Phil. Yes, but what, who are you? See? I'm Jared. He's, yeah. There you go. Thank you. He's Mike. <laughs> You're Mike. Yes. Nope, that's Mike. Thank You're you. You're Jared. Yep. Thank you. I did that. Fuck. I always get that confused. Yeah. Well, it, it's good to get it out of the way early. I am Phil. This is the Front Porch Podcast. We are back. And this time, we're talking... Uh, we, we really didn't do much research going into this episode we've had a lot of holidays coming up we're all yeah. working like crazy it's it's that time of year where it just like like you there's a lot of shit going on so do you want do you want your packages yeah. i'm delivering them exactly jared's a mailman do you want so. your lottery tickets that you got to give to your family that you don't really care about too much because you know you don't really know them on a personal level I gotta make your lottery tickets for My you. gift to Mike is a stack of lottery tickets. Always is. <laughs> it shows how much he doesn't Beautiful. know me, but respects me enough to get me Perfect. a gift. Exactly. And I, I get you what you work on. Yeah, it's great. It makes you feel proud. It makes you feel accomplished after a hard day's work. We line the uh, walls of our apartment with uh, unused lottery tickets. Yep, that's wallpaper. Absolutely. But uh, what we are here to talk about are bands, bigger bands, not not local bands, but bands that have... Some bands that have made it nationally, coming from Buffalo and the western New York area in general. We're not really going to touch on Rochester too much. The big ones out of Rochester being uh, Foreigner, uh, Joy Wave. That's uh, a separate episode. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll include them but on a different episode. But We will include the local ones, too, in a separate episode. Yeah, we, so, we will do an episode, a whole bunch of them, probably. We got so many local On local bands. Too. Uh, but this is all about the major acts that have made it out of Buffalo. And unfortunately, we will be talking about the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, if you don't know, uh, and I don't know if this is sacrilegious here in Buffalo, but I fucking hate the Goo Goo Dolls. But Phil, Phil, they would give up <laughs> forever to touch you. <laughs> Good. Uh, they. I don't want them to touch me. It, but it's the Goo Goo Dolls. Are you it's sure? Johnny Resnick. Have you seen Johnny Resnick lately? I've seen Johnny mm. Resnick lately. Mm-hmm. It ain't pretty. I've witnessed. He's trying. He's, 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 he's Johnny Resnick. He sings. Johnny Resnick. I like the Google Looks Dolls. like a woman. And Robbie Takak <laughs> sounds like he has smoked 18 packs of cigarettes a day. Well, in his defense, he, it's about 17. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, But yeah, we will touch on the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan. I don't like them. I like them. Uh, but the first one we'll probably touch on is probably the oldest band on the list. Uh, they've been around since, I think, 1981. And that would be a band that's from Jamestown, New York, 10,000 Maniacs. 10,000 Maniacs. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to admit, before I moved here, didn't know who they were. That's you, fair enough. I knew who they were, but I didn't know they were from here for the longest time. I honestly didn't either. I mean, they're from Jamestown, which is a whole separate, like, country. I guess. Yeah. Basically. It's like an hour from here. Have, hour you, have you ever been there? 15, yeah. A couple it's times. A weird There's place. a skate park there. It's a weird place. Uh, it was the only indoor skate park, actually, for a while. Really? In yeah. J- oh, God. In Jamestown, so we would drive down there. What's they the actually, the, uh, Jamestown Skate Park, JSP. Oh, creative. Yeah. It's actually, it's, uh, that is it's not a lot what of I, fun. That is not what I would have guessed the acronym JSP to be, but we will keep moving on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, spicy penis jesus sports park is what i would have gone with <laughs> oh my sports bad sports pork my sports bad. pork <laughs> jesus is sports pork it's where you it's where you hunt pigs for sport yeah um yeah but yeah ten thousand maniacs from uh fucking jamestown and I, I i don't know too much about these guys i know natalie merchant was in the band really yeah and how long she was like the original lead singer i think no shit yeah oh. Nat, so natalie merchant was in the band for a while uh that's really all I know about. How did that Maniacs. come about? Like, how did they pick her up and be like, "Hey"? I think that she started the band. No shit. I think so, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Okay. And then she like left in like the '90s, and then that was kind of like did her own thing. Yeah, and then after yeah. she left, they've kind of been not as important. Right. Right. Uh, it's that, and that's as far as my knowledge of Ten Thousand Maniacs goes. <laughs> yeah, they're still going to this day. I mean, are they? I thought yeah, they. I thought they'd be on no, like, indefinite hiatus. Still going to this day. Still when was their last ass. album put out? Their last album was put out in two thousand and fifteen, called Twice Told Tales. Okay, so I guess they're five. Years but they, ago, they only charted I mean, with that album. I mean, Chili Peppers go five years in between records now, so I can't say shit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they went. They've actually it's been consistent. Enough. They've been going like two years between records from '99. Well, no, I lied. Not 2013, 2015. When did Natalie Merchant leave the band? Like '95, '96. That's what I'm guessing. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Because here. Na- like right every, after started. Yeah, it. people know Natalie Merchant. Ninety three. Oh, ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. People know Early Natalie out. Merchant. They don't know Ten Thousand Maniacs really. Yeah. I actually don't know Natalie Merchant. You don't know Natalie Merchant? No, I wow. don't. Actually. She's a big name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. In like the Sarah McLaughlin sphere. Yeah. Of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. What is What is she saying? I mean, she's not. Um, oh fuck. Um, SPCA commercials. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Does she sing in the legs of the demons? Because, <laughs> I mean, you said she's like Sarah McLachlan-esque. I mean, in the legs of the demons. The All right, she's not the same person. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> no. My bad. It's not like, it's not like the evil Sarah McLachlan. Oh, see, I thought that was anti-McLachlan. Oh, anti. Yeah. I was stoked on that. Uh, her biggest song is Kind and Generous. Huh. I have to hear. I, I think it's probably one of those things where if I heard it, I would know it. But actually, yeah, I don't know her. Hmm. She had a huge album in 1998 called Ophelia. Ophelia. I'm seeing that, yeah. Very, uh, that's where kind and generous. That's really. Like, I yeah. think that's really the only uh, Natalie Merchant album I've listened to like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very good. But it's very soft rockish. Oh. You kind of have to, you kind of have to dig that kind of that style, but it's not bad. Even uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a point, and then I thought, nah, 
Nah, and, not this time. And, I, 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 I just went to her Spotify, and like the third person on her fans also like Sarah McLaughlin. Well, there you that go. Yeah, see? So, I see, I see in here that the 10,000 Maniacs, their associate acts, their first one is uh, R.E.M. Really? Yeah. No shit. I mean, I guess they were kind of like that. R.E.M. and them kind of made similar style music. Alter- alternative college rock. Yeah. That's what they made. Basically. Yeah. So. Stuff that wasn't, that was popular on college radio before it made it to mainstream radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What so, was 10,000 Maniacs' 90-ish. biggest song? Um, oh, man. Good question. I'm not sure, actually. I never really listened to 10,000 Yeah, they're, they're a band that everyone in the area, they're all like, like oh. We, I, know, I know, I know. Everyone in the area is like, oh, 10,000 Maniacs, 10,000 Maniacs. And I really don't know anything by 10,000 Maniacs. Uh, because the Night is their most listened to song on Spotify. Yep, no idea. It was the live unplugged on MTV. <laughs> So they did do a lot. Yeah, they, hey, 93, they did an MTV Unplugged. If, you, if they did an MTV Unplugged in 93. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was like the, the, and then, the top tier. Well, yeah, and then, Nat- and then Natalie Merchant left. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the end of that. But, yeah, I mean, 10,000 Maniacs, uh, I got to listen to them, I guess. You know, I, I never really, I know a few of their songs, um, just from, like, not the names or nothing, just never really got into them too hard. They've been around since, like, the 80 like 81 so it yeah, says 81, 81. so yeah. they've been around since 81 natalie merchant was in there since 81 and then 81 left in 93. 93 yeah yeah she was actually in there for like a solid amount of then, time and then she was like as soon as they were starting to get popular she was like i gotta i'm gonna ride this and do my solo thing hmm. and she just she left them in the dust this is another one of those bands way too. to go yeah uh there's like a uh timeline of oh, all their Christ. members, so like that, it's like that's a graph. like average white band. It's like the that's average same white band. Thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. There's the former members in this band. There's so many. It's like trapped. It's like wow. <laughs> there's like so many just come and go. Ten former members, not even including the members that were like touring members. So, is there any original <laughs> member left? Uh, Ooh, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, that is a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if the person in front of the computer doesn't know, then we will never know. No. It uh, could be. Now, we're going at very Joe Rogan on this one, and I am just like. It, well, you're blowing it as going, Jamie. That's fine. He fucking nails yeah, it. That's fine. Like every time. We that's need to, fine. Why don't we have a projector screen where we can all see the information being brought up? That'd yeah. be nice. Let's it'd, invest. It'd be nice, yeah. But there is a possibility that 10,000 Maniacs has no original lead members. That, yeah, is a positive. You know what? We'll Ooh. leave that as one of life's great uh-huh. mysteries. Yeah. Ooh. Either they do or they don't. Yeah. You won't know from us unless you look yourself, which you probably won't. And that's where we'll leave it. And neither will we. <laughs> that's right. There now, uh, on to the next one, which is, uh, I would say, very similar to a Natalie Merchant. It is uh, Annie DeFranco. Very popular name here in Buffalo. Another one that... Didn't know until I moved here. <laughs> okay, so this is one I actually had to look up because I was like, I know I've heard of her before. Yeah, I've heard of her. And I was like, all right, like the name is in the zeitgeist and everything, but I had no idea who she was. And then I was like listening to some of her music and I was like, still have no clue. Nope. <laughs> but Angela uh, Maria DeFranco. Yeah, but she's 
She's pretty good, though. You know, like I think she did a lot real good. for like, uh, like a Tori Amos or a Liz Fair, if you like those. Right, yeah. right, yeah. As like a you know, I don't know, a current whatever female artist, singer songwriter, like, like yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she did, she's done a lot for like uh, female rights and stuff too. Or I know she's like an advocate for all that. And, oh, she's big in know. the uh, with a she's big on abortion rights and uh, uh, LGBTQ visibility. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, I play. So one of my early bands that I used to play in, she's got that uh, uh, place on. Uh, Delaware, and I think it's West Tupper downtown. Yeah, it's like that cathedral esque place, but the basement. I played in the basement of her uh, thing there. I think that's. Oh no shit! Is. Okay, yeah. so is that's that... that's what that is. My buddy works there. Are you talking yeah. about? Um, uh, Jesus, I'll, it's uh, an old church. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. Babeville. Yeah. Baker. Yeah. Babeville. Yeah. Babeville. Babeville. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. used to do stuff there all the time. Yeah, I think that's that's her place. I, I believe. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I yeah. think I have heard that Andy DeFranco right too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. owns that. Yeah. yeah. Cool place. That is a cool yeah. place. Yeah. Absolutely. That should be... It's, it's, like... it's a cool event. It's a cool little venue. Um, play, the, the green rooms were cool. They were... This is years ago, but they were all... Uh, had different like artwork in them and whatnot, and just really cool. Just like... I don't know, just good vibe down there, you know? And it's crazy, because the actual like main part of like the old cathedral is all for weddings and events and shit yeah yeah that's what my buddy does there he like does catering and all that for I saw, weddings uh, modest mouse there really yeah that oh. had to be a cool venue it to was, see them in yeah. because have you ever been like inside the church part no it's actually really cool really they have uh <clears throat> it's like a concert venue and then but it looks like a church and they have the stage and then they have like on the side like little uh boxes where people can sit like if hmm. you buy box tickets and stuff it's actually pretty nice it's pretty red she's been nominated for one two three four five six seven eight nine grammys Damn. the most recent one was uh in 2007 for reprieve for the uh, best recording package she has she ever won grammy. a grammy she has not unfortunately well, that uh, typical buffalo uh, buffalo curse it's the buffalo curse and we'll get to someone that has is tied with the most grammy nominations ever Without winning one from right here in Buffalo. Sick. So Buffalo knows a thing about not winning. We do. She's got 20 records, too, that... Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's she, consistent she, as shit. She put out one every year. She has her own record label, so she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Oh, Almost okay. every year since 1990. I believe... She missed 97. I believe that Righteous tracks. Babe is her That's what label. it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's her record label. She put out two in 99. So she made up for it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah she cranks out the music, so. Very popular name here in Western New York. Very very mm-hmm. popular name here in Western New York. People I know I, I I work I oh, I work with her cousin or brother, someone who's related to Annie DeFranco, because people at work brought it up all the time. Mm. So I don't know if it's her cousin or her brother, but either way. He's really closer. Yeah. yeah, and he's also a very talented musician. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays in a Does his own thing. A band called the All Star Project. Hmm. With Tom Bowerly's brother, who has a song in Spaceballs. <laughs> what? Yep. Has a song, song in, in Spaceballs? I need to know what this uh, is. I will look it up. It's his name's Dick Bowerly. Holy Christ. That's awesome. 
fucking music and spaceball. <sighs> I need to know about that. Oh, man. <laughs> I love spaceballs. Such a good fucking movie. Yeah. Such right? a great fucking movie. Isn't there an actor from Buffalo in that, or am I wrong? Mm, I think you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. John Candy is from, you know, Canada, close to here. Oh, though. yeah, because can- all of Canada just resides on the border he's of He's from New York. Canada, and Canada, <laughs> as we know, only resides just above West yeah, New York. Yeah, just... Anything else, yeah. just fuck that place. Mm-hmm. It's that's all West just, Canada. That's not Canada. That's a moose. Like, this yeah. isn't the rest of we Canada. We have Toronto, and then the rest is wilderness. Yes. Don't so, tell us any different, our Canadian That's about listeners. it. <laughs> I think Quebec exists, too. A little bit. Yeah. Just but. a little bit. Yo. So the song that was in uh, Spaceballs by Tom Bowerly's brother, Dick, is a song ah, called yeah, I Just Want to Be Loved by You, not covering the Patty Lawless. Loveless song. <laughs> Patty Loveless. Patty Lawless sounds Patty, it's, like it's a different Lawless. type of media. Is that Lucy Lawless's yes. sister? It's, it's Patty Loveless. <laughs> Damn. Not Patty LaBelle. Not Patty Lawless. Patty Loveless. Does she know Kevin Sorbo? Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, that song's in Spaceballs. Damn. And he, he gets royalty checks from it. Wow. Well, holy shit. That's pretty rad. I'm going to go watch that just to give him it's, a it's probably royalty like check. In 10 seconds of the song, I think. It's or fine. I think it's like in 10 seconds of the movie. But every hey, time he still gets royalties played, off that shit, though. Yeah, he still gets royalties <laughs> from it. That's fine. Jeez. So, I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, DeFranco has been... Uh, so, she's, as we said earlier, she started uh, her record label, Righteous Babe Records. Yeah. Um, her activism... Uh, she's been, she's been going since basically she started uh, with just all the, the social movements, uh, a, a broad range of social movements over the years and benefit concerts. She's, she, she was uh, participating in the anti-war movement during the Gulf War. She stated that she was actively supporting the Green Party during the uh, uh, 2000 election between Bush and Gore. Uh, she did uh, the United States campaign for Burma. I mean, just everything. Hurricane Katrina. She, you know, she was uh, collecting donations from fans to help out. She raised uh, forty-seven thousand five hundred for the cause. Wow. She's just always. You know, she's anything, anything going on. She's she's all over it. Um, her music just really uh, the lyrical content of her music. Even like she talks. A lot of social issues like racism, sexism, sexual abuse, homophobia, reproductive rights, poverty, war. Um, she's 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 all over it. She's all over the good causes. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he just keeps moving on and just fighting for the social injustices. When was the last time she put out an album? Twenty twenty one. She's got an album coming out. What? Yep, and it's called wow. uh, Revolutionary Love. Oh. She had she had one uh, in twenty seventeen called Binary. That was her last one. Okay, so four years in between. That's not too bad. No, not at all. No. For not. someone that's putting out an album every year? Yeah. Yeah, right? basically. I mean, you she, really can't it complain. was her first one in four years, but in the, like from, like as I said, the 90s all the way to like 2008, was she missed two years, 97 and 2007. Wow. So. That's, uh, that's very productive. Her, her, uh, there are a lot of people in bands that don't, that can't say the same. You know that they've been that productive over that amount of time. 
Definitely not. Her most uh, her most notable song, at least according to Spotify, which has the most plays plays, is called Both Hands. So definitely check out Annie DeFranco if you haven't. I'm sure living in the area you have. Yeah, but and if you don't know, it's uh, A-N-I. A-N-I, not mm. A-N-I-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just A-N-I. So. Now moving up the uh, the ladder, uh, I think the next band that's been around the longest is a little jam band that I'm a fan of. Finally, a band I know and like. Mo. <laughs> Wait, they're from fucking Buffalo? They started at Wait, are you kidding me? You didn't like Annie DeFranco with 10,000 Maniacs? Wow. Wow, Phil. It's because, guys, Personal just don't listen to Phil. He's got that Rochester blood that makes him just tainted. That and uh, I like Dave Matthews' band, and I learned from Mo because yeah, of my great. like of Dave Matthews' hey, band. I saw, I saw Dave, Dave before yeah. the uh, sax player passed away. Yeah, Leroy Moore. Yeah. Pretty, and pretty good, right? That was a badass. It was good. Th- thank you. It was good. Thank you. Listen, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A lot of fun to see. I exactly. Like yeah. the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Do you? The band is good. Dave Matthews, when he gets up there <laughs> and dances around like he's got spiders in his underwear... And does the whole whenever he's saying it's no, I don't like it. But he's a good, right. but he's a good guitar player. Fair enough. So I'll give you that. Excuses are like assholes. But uh, Mo formed at UB. Uh, back UB North or South? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't nope. matter. It matters for the know. people. I want to know. It matters for the people. <laughs> Both. Half and half. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they formed, I knew it. formed at UB in like 86, I believe. Did maybe 89. 89. 1989. No. They said just, just right to UB. All right. And uh, first record was re- released in 91 called Fat Boy. And that eventually became the record label. Yep. Mm. Which they've released pretty much everything else on. Except for a few records here and there. It's their own record label? Own so, record label. Again. So they can do whatever the hell they want. So again, we have another band that yep. just makes their own record label. We have a lot so of deep... Like, 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 right. So something I failed to mention with Annie DeFranco was uh, uh, she is like the queen of DIY in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like she really got that kicked off. And we're seeing that with these first three artists that we're talking about. It, you know, it's a lot of DIY. Yeah. I feel like that's just like a Buffalo instinct, though, where you're like, nobody's going to fucking take care of me. I have to do it myself. Which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah I'm not in, saying it's a bad thing. From I'm a just blue saying. Collar city, you know, it's awesome to see that, you know, these people are, you know what, if if I can't get on a major label or get onto a, even a small label just to help further my career, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. That's awesome. Exactly, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Mo, Phil. I know they got that festival. Yeah, they they have. Uh, I think it's called Mo Down. Mo Down. Mo Fest. Mo Fest. Mo Down. I've I've been a couple times, but uh, it's all a blur. Yeah, um, I would imagine. <clears throat> uh, they've played Bonnaroo a bunch of times. Uh, they played Woodstock '99. Yeah, they played Woodstock '99. No shit. Which was a, a fucking was was '99 the hell? Just one where it just turned into hell. Yeah, that was the one where like Green Day had the mud fight and Trey Cool let his drum set on fire. It was honestly just hell because and, and Fred, Lip, Fred Durst yeah, played. Yeah, and then Lip Biscuit was like break stuff and people actually broke stuff. Yo, did you ever see the you ever see the video though from Woodstock '99 where Fred Durst is like screaming to the audience, he's like, "Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Jump up and down if you can hear me, yeah, dude." Yep. 
the fuck it was right before the play break stuff. Or yeah. no, Nookie. Right before they played Nookie. <coughs> fucking Fred Durst for a good two minutes. Watch this video on YouTube. Two minutes is like, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? He's pointing to his ears. And then Wes Borland and his fucking black eyed contacts. You just hear the It's like two minutes of the intro, and I'm like, just play the song with the cookie in your ass already. <laughs> The, the Red Hot Chili Peppers started structure fires. Like, yeah. there, there was, it was not, it was not a good time at Woodstock '99. Yeah. But Mo played there. I would have loved it. All to right, go. yeah, yeah. I had some friends that listened to them, like when I was in high school. I think I was but, supposed to go to a Mo Fest at one time. Yeah, uh, a while back. Mo is Mo's pretty good. Really? Yeah, they're yeah, good. Yeah, a while back. I mean, I know they're they're they're, like, they're a little out there. I know they're like a talented, like very talented musicians. And everything. But I, pre- I, I, I prefer them over fish. Really? I don't like okay. fish. Okay. All right. Well, fish is a little fish like, isn't it boring for, for me. But yeah, not really big into the jam bands, but I definitely respect it. Right. Yeah, I like the musicianship of it all. You know. Absolutely. absolutely. You've got to really be in tune. They also played uh, in Central Park uh, at uh, Rumsey Playfield. Uh, they opened for the Allman Brothers and uh, the Who. The who? Uh, new, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Eve, oh six. Mm. So, and then we returned again in oh seven to play another event there. So, yeah, they're, and, they're nice. fairly popular in the jam band scene. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh yeah. Quick, quick see thing. stickers like bumper stickers all yeah. the time for Mo. Quick thing to add on to your Bonnaroo comment, just because I have it here. It's uh, they played the festival five times so far, in oh two, oh three, oh four, oh six, and oh nine. Damn. So wow. five timers at Bonnaroo. So that's that's huge. That's fucking awesome. That is. So killing it. Uh, Mo fans, you know how Deadheads are called, or Grateful Dead fans are called Deadheads. Yes. Do you know what Mo fans are called? Mobos. No, Morons. <laughs> Morons. I love that. Morons. Morons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love it. Moron. Moron. <laughs> I mean, it's better than maggot, which is what Slipknot calls their fans. Oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah, I, there you go. I, I wouldn't want to be called a maggot I mean, they also by a band I admire. <laughs> people equal shit. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, man. That's actually There's what that. I would love is the people equal shit fan base. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, they had the Mo Cruise from March uh, 7, 2004 until March 14, 2004. It was the first musical cruise. That was their first musical uh, cruise on the Norwegian Sun, and they went through the Caymans, Costa Maya, uh, Cosmel, and they returned to Florida. So, just an, that's awesome. That's you, huge to see. I work with someone that every year goes on a cruise for a band. Uh, what and band does a cruise every year? Parahoy. <laughs> no. What? Paramore does a oh, cruise wow. called Parahoy. Oh well, this is worse than that. <laughs> Because this is a band that I have stated many times that should not be anyone's favorite band. Eiffel 65. No. Nickelback. No. Dave Matthews Band. What? (laughs) Train. Oh. Are you kidding me? There's drops of Jupiter everywhere while they're cruising in the ocean? Yeah. Something about Train on a boat just seems like a huge oxymoron. Can you imagine imagine just it's 3 o'clock in the morning and and you just hear, Hey, Soul Sister. Just from hey, somewhere. Would, oh Christ! That would com- that would I would commit murder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like waking up every morning to a soul sister. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Not uh, for me. Nope. Not I don't. For no, I. that is that is horrifying. 
I don't. I don't get band cruises. I mean, I get it, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd be sick of it after the first day. Yeah. I'd be like, I want to go do my own thing. Exactly. Like, but I saw you. But nope. What's what's on the schedule for tonight? They're playing another fucking set, Jared. Playing another fucking set, and you have to see it. Where you got Mo, where they can play their entire fucking discography from the start of the cruise to the end and yeah. still not be finished with their fucking Exactly. <laughs> they they never true. stop playing. Because they haven't finished the second song yet. I just like, imagine them just like... Like shotgunning fucking Red Bulls in between songs, be like, "All right, now here's our seventh song of our first album. Thanks for spending three days so no. far with us on the cruise." No. Uh, um, speaking of which, they have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thir- fourteen studio albums. Well, thirteen. The last oh. one. That's like seven weeks worth of music. They it did, really is. They, yeah, they did them. two. Two yeah. this year. They had the full uh, record that is uh, This Is Not We Are and the EP called Not Normal. This Is Not We Are? This Is Not We Are. All right. What this a name. This Is Not We Are. So, Phil, you know better than I do. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff on their albums. Yeah. Usually it's... With with bands like that, album stuff isn't as bad as live stuff. No. Okay, people. so like that's what I mean. Like, yeah. so is it quite expanded? Like when you go see it live, yeah, you're like, oh, sick! Like they get to go on for like 19 minutes. Yeah. In between this and then I know, like that even this some song fish songs on albums are like four or five minutes long, really? and then live they're like fucking 11 or 13. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. So it's it's all about for this like a band like this it's all about the live show yeah then it's just like the big thing like I I gotta go see them live yeah yeah all right they they put out albums just to play live music basically that's what yeah. I figured like it's almost a formality they're yeah. like yeah we wrote this but you guys haven't even fucking heard it yet. <laughs> like, exactly okay I I would love to go see it. once twenty twenty and all this. Shit ends. I would like to go see Mo. As I said, not big into the jam bands, but I've listened to a lot of their shit, and just something about them kind of grabs me a little bit more than the typical jam band. So I definitely you're looking to become a Mo Ron. (laughs) I'm already a Mo Ron, so I might as well just no. You're a moron. Oh, you need to become a Mo Ron. Well, that would explain why people look at me weird when I say I'm a Mo Ron. Yeah, because you're saying it wrong. Well, that's how I was taught to say it. My dad taught me a lot of stuff, Phil. Okay, well, that explains pretty much everything. Uh, uh, next next on our list, uh, someone that, just like everyone from Buffalo, they're not good. They, they, I mean, no, no, they, they, they are good. Wow. They're, 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 they're not good. They're not good at winning. They're not good at winning. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here, guys. They're not good. This man spoke into the darkest depths of my soul when he looked at me through YouTube and he said, one, you're like a dream come true. Two, I just want to be with you. Three, Mike, it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. And guess what? He, he did the other letters of, of the alphabet too with four, five, six. No, 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 they're letters. They're letters, man. To me, they're letters for repeat steps one through three, which means he does that all again. Loving me. Five. Then that's where he made me fall in love with him, Phil. And whenever I thought that Brian McKnight, his work was done, 
Guess what? What? He started back at one. And that's how Nevada counted their balance <laughs> for this year. Yeah, that's exactly how they did. Like, <laughs> they kept getting a six, and they're like, oh, no, this is six is too high of a number. We got to start again. Up oh, too high. They did, too they high. did, they did piles of back. six, and then just were like, now we got to multiply all this. But I did not mean not good. What I meant is not good at winning things because Brian McKnight holds, he's tied for the record for the most Grammy nominations without a win. Just like the Bills hold the record it's for like the most four consecutive Super Bowls. Bowls without winning it. Yeah, and just not winning. Except he's been Grammy nominated 16 times. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. <laughs> so he took that and multiplied it by four. Yeah. And I was like, ah. It's crazy. You guys, like, you did a great job. He's been nominated for a Grammy in si- on 16 separate occasions and hasn't won. Christ almighty. God damn. Has well, he ever won one? No. Nope. Just no? Nope. Just like got nominated and was like, nope. Yep. Just thanks, six, thanks 16. Thanks for coming. 16 straight. Or six, not 16 straight, but 16 nominations, no wins, and a very illustrious career. So, Did he at least like get to enjoy some free drinks at the, the show? I mean, I'm sure he yeah. got like three drink tickets. Ah, uh, sick. Yeah. All so, right. So after worth that, it. After that, it's a cash bar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, sure. you would figure in Buffalo you could walk and be like, I'm Brian McKnight, and then they just hand you a drink. Oh, in Buffalo, yeah. Unlimited drink tickets at that point. But at the, at the Oscar party? And then party. you keep saying repeat steps one through three, <laughs> and they'll keep giving you more beers. So so to talk a little bit about Brian McKnight here, um, just like most uh, uh, singers in his genre, he, he is R&B and soul. He uh, started off in a church choir uh, here in Buffalo. And in uh, the 90s, he was signed to Mercury Records. What uh, church? Uh, I don't know what church, <clears throat> unfortunately. But he, he started off, just like, as I said, most people in the genre, church choir. He signed to Mercury Records, uh, and he was with them until 97. He was on Motown Records yeah. from 97 to 03. Yep. And then from 04 to 2012, he was on Warner Brothers. Um, and then it just kind of seems like... Just like most people, um, he's got his own label. Oh, he's got his own label. Yeah, the uh, Brian McKnight Music and Cobalt huh. with a K. Who knew? Cobalt. I mean, it's almost. I'm, as I'm, if. I'm glad they spelled Cobalt with a K. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'd be like you're naming your record label after malt liquor. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> so. I mean, it is Buffalo. <laughs> and here's a fun fact about Brian: he married. His college sweetheart, Jamie oh. McKnight. Oh my god. They have three children. Oh my god. And they were divorced in 2003. <laughs> Ooh. Like so. every other love story in That's Hollywood. How it goes. But, I mean, I only know that one song by Brian McKnight. Yeah, that's the only god Brian McKnight damn, song I know. That's so. It's Honestly, so good. I tried to listen to some other ones and I was like, what is this? <laughs> that's a, it's not I mean, genre. not like, not that I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, I was like, I don't know this. I don't know you. I thought I knew you, Brian McKnight. <laughs> I thought I knew you. No, you. You can know Brian McKnight, but you don't know his music. That's true. You yeah. gotta, you gotta get up in there. Yeah, you gotta listen. His so. discography goes deep. You gotta put a little ear to the ground. I don't need. I believe he started out as a background singer. Yeah, with who? Uh, who a whole bunch with? of people. Uh, take six. He did that whole. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. What was the his... hell is take six? That was the it's band. a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take five. That was a band. It was actually, uh, um, 
his older brother, Claude McKnight. Um, Claude? Claude. Claude. Yeah. Never heard of Claude. It's his brother? Or? It's his older brother. Mm. Cloud. 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 Imagine being overshadowed by your younger brother. Oh, wait, I already am. <laughs> it's good to know. I'm still, I'm still fending off my younger brother. <laughs> like, get away from me. Stop being good at shit. Yep. <laughs> Both of mine. Uh, uh, I'm glad I was the youngest. So um, I can just be a piece of shit. So after, post his, uh, I, I believe it was a 2003 or four hit, the uh, one through six song. Was that really like 2003 or four? What? I felt I felt like that had to be like a 90s song. What was? The the one the the number song. I don't know what it's called. One through three. Is that what it's called? I don't know. But uh, he he hosted a uh, <laughs> he he on January twenty sixth two thousand nine he actually had his own show uh, the Brian McKnight show what uh, seven to seven p.m. to midnight on ninety eight point seven Kiss FM in New York City what yep he appeared in the second season of Celebrity Apprentice as well you know what I have something to say it's people like Brian McKnight as to why I'm not on the radio anymore the the song is called Back at One and I lied you were right. It was released in 99. Thank you. Uh, yes, Back at One. Yeah. Back at One. Thank you. It, it's a great song. You know, it screams of 90s. Though. It does. So it like, does. When you said 2002, 2003, yeah. that didn't feel right. No, if you're counting in no, a song, no. it's 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were dumb in the 90s. I'm going to go on record and say that I truly believe, because I think his voice is phenomenal, and that song was catchy as shit, and I do love that song. He deserved a hell of a lot more than R. Kelly ever did. Was he ever trapped in a closet? No. Uh, no. Then, yeah, he does deserve yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, I, right. it, it, same genre, same type of music. Ah, Brian McKnight all the way, man. Yeah. I wish that he sang I Believe I Could Fly because now I can't listen to that oh, song without man. thinking about Robert. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's basically Brian McKnight. As, as of today, um, he, he's got... As I said, he's still got his own record label here. Um, he, he's, uh, Is he still putting out music? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. His really? last album was he's, released. He's only like 50. Oh, no. No, You're, I mean, I get his that. His last but... album was called Exodus, and it was released this year, 2020. Yeah. No shit. Let's listen to it. <laughs> And that that was his thirteenth album. Too. Exodus is 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 this is that so a, he's getting biblical? On yeah, us. is that a gospel album? Yeah, uh, I'll bet you. It is. Uh, was it critically recepted? <laughs> 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 um, or was it a receptacle? Mm. Well, let's read here, ready. We're gonna go ahead and just read critical the critical reception receptacle. since Jared brought it up. <laughs> Um, Soul Tracks editor Justin Cantor found that the Exodus, uh, by large and hardly, by by and large, hardly comes close to living up to its title in substance and style. With few notable expectations, a large portion of its content goes through the motions, along with Sick. McKnight, whose abilities are such that some subpar moments come across as at least <clears throat> passable. So I got out of that wow. that he barely tried. Tried, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he he was lazy during it, and but even him lazy is still passable. And why know why? Wow. Because it reached number eighty six on Billboard this year. What what chart? Uh, not the pop chart. We're talking like R and B chart. Yeah, it had to be the R and B. Still though, he's he's charting. It's still charting. 
Do you consider that charting? Yeah. Hey, what, he's doing better than the three of us, boys. Was there was there a hundred? I guess I have a chart. Boys, he's doing better than the three of us. Was there a hundred R and B albums released this year? <laughs> should, I'm sure there was. <laughs> and there was only thirty four <laughs> albums released. So. I'm sure there was. Uh, so okay, at least Brian McKnight, he's still being productive. He is. He's yeah. still doing his thing. He right. absolutely is. Still cranking. So Brian McKnight. It's killing it. I, I, if he ever comes to Buffalo, I'm definitely, you know, does it does a show in Buffalo? I'm going. I don't care. I need to see. I need to see him sing back at one. Be a hell of a lot better than that time I saw Vanilla fucking Ice and he played Ice Ice Baby twice. Nobody told you to see him. Yeah. I. It's something that you can brag about. Is it? Sort of. Is it? It's a funny. Well, speaking of, did you hear? Did he at least play like the? He played fucking... the Ninja Turtle rap. All right. He so did. That works. And then he did a bunch of covers. I hate that song. And it was as long weird. As you heard that. That's it was all weird. That <laughs> but man, I, I'll tell you, I, I never, I never go had. Ninja, more, go ninja, like, go ninja, go. If I had a sleep paralysis ghost or whatever demon, it would be Vanilla Ice in the corner of my room singing "Ice Ice Baby" for an hour to me, while I couldn't. His move. name is also Robert. Robert Van Winkle. Van Winkle. Van Winkle. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He was arrested not too long ago. So you can too. also be Oprah's friend going, Robert. A few years ago in Wait, Florida. <laughs> Sunshine Law? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you always hear about Florida Man. Yeah. 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 It's all those details. Yeah, so. because they all get released to the press. Yeah. So here's a bad segue. Well, talk, she's talking about <laughs> like a bad rapper. We're going to go to a good rapper. Um, Benny the Butcher. Oh, yeah. Benny the Butcher. Big name. Uh, Just got shot. And that's yeah. how you know you've made it in the he rap did. industry. Ooh, yeah. yeah, just got shot. Moving on. He's up. okay. He's okay. He did. He posted a, He posted side. a picture on Instagram of him smoking a blunt with his leg up. So oh, he's good. so he's fine. He's Fuck good. Yeah, go did he put the blunt up to the hole in his leg? <laughs> I think they repaired that. That's awesome. <laughs> he, smoked, uh, he smoked through the hole. He should have. Uh, so uh, his real name is uh, Jeremy Damon Pennick. Um, he. He's a bit. He's big in hip hop. Griselda Records. Griselda Records. Griselda. What yeah. is that? Where are they from? They're they're from Buffalo. It's a super group of three guys from Buffalo. Oh. It's Benny the, the Butcher. Is uh, it a DIY thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, they were we and they, again. they got picked up by uh, Eminem. Yeah, and then well, they got picked no up. Oh shit! He got picked up by like Eminem and I think Dr. Dre maybe or Jay Z, one of them. But then now he started his own record label, Griselda Records. Wow. They put out a bunch of stuff, and uh, I don't know much about rap. But uh, again, though, like look at the ingenuity yeah. on these people. Like, Griselda is from a, Buffalo. Is a super group of guys just from Buffalo, which is fucking awesome. Which is it's, again just putting your putting your fucking nose down, and just heading forward, man. Like I talk like, about all these DIY bands right now. Yeah, and basically every band we're talking about today is DIY. Even the ones to come, they're all basically DIY. Just basically saying like I don't need anybody to make me who I am. Like I'm just gonna do it myself. Exactly. exactly. Fucking crazy. Like you look at that, and it's like almost every. It is every band and everybody we're talking about from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. So he started by uh, releasing a self-release of his mixtapes called uh, Benny, uh, B E N N Y, with all the. His, it looks like it's supposed to be an acronym, but I, I don't Benny. have the information. But uh, just like Phil said, uh, uh, in 2014 they founded Griselda Records. Uh, they went on to sign with Eminem, uh, Eminem Shady Records, a subsidiary of Interscope. Um, and uh, he went on to, in 2017, to sign um, 
him and his collective Black Soprano family signed a deal with Entertainment One Music. So, and he, re- he released a solo debut on November 23rd, 2018. <laughs> Entertainment One Music just sounds like... Uh, I don't, did, do you guys ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. Sounds like Entertainment 720. It, oh, my God. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does. That's all I can think of now. <laughs> so, in uh, uh, June, tw- uh, June 21st, 2019, um, he released his fourth uh, extended play, and it's called The Plugs I Met. Which included in guest appearance, uh, guest appearances from Black Thought, Pushy T, Thirty Eight Special, Jada Kiss, and Conway the Machine. Jada Conway, Kiss, that's huh? Conway's one of the guys in Griselda. When was the last time Jada Kiss did anything? Uh, is that like, is that a big get? Jada Kiss? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, I think I'm so. like I'm very ignorant. About I don't. This, I, I so like so. that's why I'm asking. I don't, I don't like, know rap. So. Is that a big get that like you got Jadakiss? Like it's I a, know like I back in the I, back you, in the you, early 2000s. You're a white kid from the from Buffalo. Do you recognize the name Jadakiss? Yes, that I it's do. a big get. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I was like, okay, is that a big get? Like, yeah, but it's gotta be. In 2020, is that a big get? I would I would say so. I would say so. I mean, right. he's not doing the Snoop Dogg thing where he's just doing anything for money. Dude, <laughs> as as a, as a musician, okay? And somehow he's still respected. Yeah, as like, a musician, yeah. if I was fucking just doing my thing, playing shows, and all of a sudden I come home one night, fucking sit in front of my computer, and I, I, I open my emails, and I have an email from Snow, and he's just like... Michael Connor, I want you to be inside my band. I'd be like, oh my god, it's Snow. He had that song on his record 12 Inches of Snow, which is a (laughs) euphemism for his penis. Uh I'm playing with this guy. Uh That's a big get. Uh Uh Snow would be the biggest get. Way to bring that down to uh, reality here. I got you. We got you. We got you, Jared. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's had two studio albums, uh, Tanda Talk 3 and uh, Burden of Proof, uh, which was released. Burden of Proof was released this year, 2020. Um, as we he, said earlier. So he proved his burden. He did. He All did. Right. He's killing it right now. I mean. Is he a beast of burden? No, that was, uh, mm. that was Mick Jagger's. Okay. I'll never be. He'll never beast be the burden. beast of burden. Oh, okay. All right. So he's Thank made you. guest appearances um, on numerous tracks here. Uh too many to count. That's kind of how the genre goes. You know, you kind of you make your right. way up. From, this is just my opinion. It seems like you kind of make your way up in the uh, hip hop world, doing guest appearances. You see that a lot yeah. early on. A lot of guest appearances, and then you kind of break out in your own solo stuff. Has he reached out to Brian McKnight? <laughs> now that's a fucking collab. <laughs> Have Brian McKnight do a hook? That's yeah. a fucking oh collab. My God. I would love hey. to see. It. I want to hear that. I'm 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 gonna send this. I, I follow Betty the Butcher on Twitter. I'm sending him this. Do you? Send that. Yeah. yeah. Do it. I, I'm, because... I'm telling him do a collab with Brian McNutt. I want to hear that. I want to hear. Dude, a we should. Brian McNutt yeah, we should try to get both of them on this podcast. We should. We should try to get both on the podcast and be like, all right, we brought you here today to write a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you boys want to talk some business. Talk we're, some we're, business. we're basically P. Diddy and we're making the band. Yes. We're making the band. <laughs> write us a song that, that teaches me how to count to six. And none of them are Dylan. And then, and mm-hmm. then just let Benny do all the singing. <laughs> so I want Brian oh, McKnight to write it. the rap and be- Benny to rap it. <laughs> there you go. There you we'll go. switch roles. Yeah. We'll just, you know. That'd be perfect. That'd be so perfect. <laughs> so, 
So, but yeah, I mean, with Benny the Butcher, um, he, he, you know, he, recently he was in the news for uh, getting shot, unfortunately, um, and he was shot in Texas, I believe. It was Houston, Texas. Yep. Um, making a full recovery, he was. Uh, there was. It was actually he was shot during a robbery attempt um, outside of a store. So, um, Clifton Leg. Um, so I should never go on like Instagram Live if you're a celebrity, right? Or Facebook yeah, Live, like because any of you're that gonna shit. get this shit like this happen. Yeah, and then that occurs, and it's like, oh, okay. I'm at the Seven Eleven on the corner of Maine and whatever it is over on the corner here. Yeah. Come on down, and then you're gonna get 15 people. You're just gonna get flooded with people. Oh damn! So he was approached outside of his Rolls Royce. Outside in a Walmart parking lot, and the five individuals. Wait, were wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What was he doing? People got in a shot. Walmart parking lot with his Rolls Royce. People got a shot. Going to Walmart. People got a shot. You need to man. fucking buy some. What are you buying at Walmart in your Rolls? Christmas gifts. <laughs> Jesus tits! Like, come on. Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. I don't know. Yo, if that's not a fucking flex, I don't know what is, dude. <laughs> That's like that's the biggest fucking. Flex. That's no, a huge you, flex. Why I would, would you roll that? up on people and be like, "Yo, fuck you, bro"? You're, listen, gonna you're rolling up, up to Walmart. Walmart. If I had, if you, if <laughs> I had the fucking money, I would go to fucking Buffalo Chop House. I'd get a massive fucking steak dinner. That's Chop for House. Take, that's not fucking for Walmart. Take out, you're for not take going to Walmart. At least go to Target. Up all of their I would get a massive fucking steak from Chop House. A whole fucking dinner. And I would go sit down at the, I'll find it too, one of those McDonald's that still have the play places, and I would sit in the fucking tube slide and eat it and go, what of it? You know what? The play place was a lot of fun. Yeah. And nobody ever came up on there flexing with their steaks nope. or Rolls Royces. Yeah, not until I just I got do to it. enjoy playing in maybe, there. Maybe these people were customers of Walmart, and they were just mad that someone was flexing on them. Maybe. I need. You're right. A new goal for 2020. I'm getting a little uppity about this. <laughs> and my goal is to eat Buffalo Chop House in a McDonald's. Okay, well, good luck. I'm doing it. All right. I'm doing it. I, I want to put it on Instagram Live and everything. I don't believe in you. You oh, better. I'm doing it. But So that's the that's that's Betty the Butcher. And, and, <laughs> and someone who tried to butcher Betty the Butcher. But he's fine. Thank God he's he fine. He did not succeed. Also, Betty the Butcher, great mob name. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Which, which with the whole Black Soprano thing, yeah. which is, I think, what he was going for. Right. Don Corleone. Yeah. Betty the Butcher. Straight out of like Godfather Four. It's great. Yeah. Love it. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We have a word from uh, our sponsors, and then uh, a commercial, which uh, we think you guys will enjoy. Hi, I'm Pam Kennedy. And I'm Steve Kennedy, and we are GDRV for Life. And our family is also the proud owners of Gabe's Pride, a company dedicated to delivering the best RV cleaning products on the market today. Gabe's Pride products are powerful yet gentle and especially formulated for effective cleaning of just about every inch of your RV, inside and out. There's Gabe's Pride bathroom cleaner, window cleaner, cream cleanser, and a multi-surface cleaner that can be used just about anywhere in your RV. Tired of black streaks and splattered bugs on an outside and roof of your RV? Gabe's Pride is proud to introduce our new RV streaker, black streak cleaner and bug remover. It's a must-have for every RV owner. 
Gabe's Pride products work so well, they make cleaning your RV faster and easier than ever before. And because they clean better, you'll use less products, which saves you money too. It all adds up to spending less time cleaning and more time enjoying your RV. Because we know you take pride in your RV, we're so glad to bring you Gabe's Pride. Visit us online at gabespride.com. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. Take pride in the power to clean. Hey everybody, Phil here from the Front Porch Podcast. And Jared. And we just want to tell you guys, any of you struggling musicians out there, any of you guys that are struggling to pay bills, struggling to pay rent, you're playing gigs for basically nothing, putting your stuff on Spotify for under a thousand streams, well, we just want to tell you guys that the Front Porch record label is here to help you guys continue with that lifestyle. And to prove to you that we mean business, here's our first signed artist, Never Again. I am afraid of flying, I'm afraid of open seas Have a fear of stinging insects that pollinate the trees Uncomfortable in silence, dirty feet give me the creeps I am scared of roller coasters, get nervous right before I have to sing But when I face all of these things head on I prove That the only thing to truly fear is You guys, I can't fucking believe just play the no. song, Mike. Play the goddamn These song. These motherfuckers broke into my fucking room okay. when I was sleeping. We yeah. got drunk together. Yeah. And up. they fucking held a fucking sheet in front of me and said it was a permission slip for them to go on a field trip. And I'm you drunk signed as fuck it. at you 3 in the morning. It, so we're and good. you guys fucking made me sign to this stupid-ass label. Listen, okay, I'll tell you this. And we'll do that to you, too. I play songs... Uh-huh. As, as a solo artist, it's fun. fun. It's fun. And now these guys get 10%. And they're trying to go after, like, Annie DeFranco. 10%. They're trying to go... Is it more? Yeah. Yeah, it's like 15. Okay, so they're going for even more. They're taking so much money out of my fucking pocket. These guys are trying to go after Annie DeFranco. They're trying to get the Google Dolls to sign. They're sitting here saying, oh, come back to your roots with the DIY stuff. Don't do it. Yeah, don't sign the roots. Don't sign with these guys. Like, look at... The majority of big bands come out of Buffalo. They all have their own record labels. Guys, We're trying to do the same see? thing. How did you even get my song to fucking play behind this? Because you are part of our record label. We own it. Yeah, we can do whatever we want with it. Hell yeah. Guys, uh, this is fucking ridiculous. This is... It's going to be in the new Space Jam. Yeah. You're, you're going to get Space nothing. Space Jam 2. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. LeBron Boogaloo. All right. Annie, Cannibal Corpse, Brian McKnight. Any of you have missed. I mean, if they're going to get me in Space Jam 2, I, I mean, you guys... Uh, is it really going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen. According to a guy that I know who talked to another guy. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. Anyways, if you'd like to sign to the Front Porch Podcast label, which is Front Porch Records, I would suggest it. And I better be in Space Jam 2 or I'm fucking suing. Yeah. I mean... Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. 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 I'll take that as a no. But if you want to sign to our label, at least maybe I could take some of your money, which would make me a little bit better off. So sign to the Front Porch Records. Sign to Front Porch Records. By the way, uh, if you want to get involved in Front Porch Records, it's $250 deposit. Well, you never fucking Non-refundable. Non-refundable. Yeah, I'm not paying you guys. You already gave that up. Have you ever heard of multi-level marketing? See? All right. Whatever. That the only thing to 
And we are back. And yeah, any any musicians listening out there, we would love to represent you. And we would love to help you just stay struggling out there. And just ask Mike. I'll tell you right now, the uh, Front Porch Podcast record label has done absolutely nothing for my career. And we will make that a dream for you. Do it yourself. Yeah. Through us. Do it yourself through us. It sucks. <laughs> that's our lo- That's our motto. Do it yourself because you know <laughs> DIY through us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're the type uh, of label where we make you still do everything. We just take any fucking money that you money get. that you get because we need money. We're yeah. really just reverting back to the old ways of. <laughs> but that, that's that's the theme the of this works. of this week's episode is DIY because everyone here has way more initiative than we do. I would like to plug. Though, Very true. I would like to plug that the song that you heard during the commercial was yours truly. And my band is at Never Again, and I am signed to a terrible label. So check me out. Proud of you. Help which me is, get away from these Which two. is no label. Which no is no label. <laughs> no label. I signed myself with two idiots. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. So, you so, willingly wanted this. Yeah, I just, I don't know why I associate myself with you guys. It's not like I'm any better. It's just. Eddie it's just, Vedder? Eddie Vedder? It's not like I'm Eddie Vedder. Mm. I wish I was Eddie Vedder. Eh. Maybe. Yeah, no, the ukulele album would be pretty sweet to have in my discography. It would be. So, Phil, who are we that talking about? That's a good one. Uh, we are talking about a band that the only reason I know of them is, well, two reasons. Number one, they're from Buffalo, and they're a big band in a genre that I know absolutely nothing about again. And number two, uh, they were in the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Jim Carrey is a big fan. Hell yeah. We're talking about Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Uh, I know they have songs that are like titled like devil fetus abortion and shit like that like they have some mm-hmm. like rancid song titles mm-hmm. oh yeah they do oh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about that in a minute because they've got a lot of fucking yeah. bands they really just want to reach countries, out and grab you which yeah. is fucking awesome which i think i don't i don't know this but did they start that like did they start the whole like they kind of did yeah like naming songs after just absolutely disgusting vile things yeah well, they were the precursor to all of that. I think in the states they might be okay. because we ha- I'm trying to think of when like Norwegian black metal oh yeah. But, yeah yeah but wasn't that like that was much later on wasn't it, was it? Like because not, they mean, did like when was have, when did Cannibal Corpse start 1988 yeah okay. So I mean, the, was it the Norwegian black metal scene? Black wasn't metal? it like I the 80s, 90s? In, I thought that was 90s. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was 80s. But a lot of that stuff was, yeah, that shit was nuts. Yeah. What like, was it? Uh, what was that band where they mayhem, like, mayhem, mayhem? Where they found their mayhem. they found their singer. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah, movie about it. Who shot himself in the head? He shot and himself. They put, used that as an album cover. Yeah, album cover. Yeah, yeah. They were burning down churches and shit. There's a movie yeah. on Hulu. Uh, I, God I, damn it! I wanted to bring that movie. up too, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was so good. Yeah, there, and so, I saw. Yeah, I look it that. up. There's a movie on on Mayhem, yep. the band Mayhem. Yep, it was on Hulu for a while. It still might be at the time of this recording. It it scarred me. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's incredible a, it's movie. Like but it's, it's crazy to they just hear they about used all that, that picture as their album cover which garnered a lot of controversy yeah back in the day just a little bit you know because they snuck in there before like police got in yep. or like paramedics or anything so with, without they spoiling, just have this you know there's a lot of murder with this band mm-hmm. with mayhem there's a lot of murder but now with cannibal corpse 
No. Uh, and they were in, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective, uh, the scene where he goes to like this grimy underground club and he's looking for, I forget the character's name, but he's looking for some guy. And there's this, this heavy metal band playing. And Jim Carrey goes up to a guy who's headbanging, asks, do you know where this guy is? And the guy just keeps headbanging. And he's like, all righty then. And then just keeps... <laughs> My favorite part of that scene is, that, all little, righty is that little dance he does. He puts yeah. his hand on his stomach and he's just... Eh. He's just grooving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like completely out of place in his Hawaiian shirt. And for anyone it. that doesn't know, Jim Carrey grew up right across the border. Uh, he loves Buffalo. In the yeah. Fort Erie area, I believe. We talked about that with uh, when we did Bruce yep. Almighty last week. Yep. Yeah. So he, he's very time. familiar with Buffalo and anything coming out of Buffalo. So Indeed. they were they were coming out right as the time that he was getting pretty popular with the stand-up stuff. So Jim Carrey, big Cannibal Corpse fan, wanted them in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, got them in. And that's the only reason I know about them. Uh, my friend Blair, he's a huge metalhead, uh, loves Cannibal Corpse. Haven't listened to any other stuff. Not my genre, not for me. But they're they're widely respected in the genre they are in. So their genre is black metal, and I have to just I haven't I didn't do it with anybody Until, else. Oh, hold on, until the light takes us. That's the documentary that we were Was that trying it? to think of. Are you sure? It, no, there's a movie with one of the uh, Macaulay Hulkins brother. Are you they sure? Made, yeah, they made an actual movie. I thought it was Until the Light Takes Us, and that Phil, was that look documentary. Up the name of the movie. It was the Swedish black metal. Look up the look up the name of the movie. I have to. So they're death metal. I have to read you. I haven't done. I didn't do this with anybody else. But you got to hear these album names. They're fucking brutal. So in 1990, their first album, Eaten Back to Life. Then they had Butchered at Birth, Tomb of the Mutilated, The Bleeding, <laughs> Vile, Gallery of Suicide. Bloodthirst, Gore Obsessed, The Wretched Spawn. In 2006, they released Kill. 2009, Evisceration Plague. <laughs> Jesus. 2012, Torture. <laughs> A Skeletal Domain. And their last album was 2017, Red Before Black. So these guys are brutal as all fuck. Uh, Lords of Chaos is the movie. Lords of Chaos. Also, go, go to like... Well, when was their like third album released? The third album was 1992, Tomb of the Mutilated. Click on, click on that album and just read off the song titles. So the song titles for this album, it actually has their most, I think it's their most yeah. famous song. <laughs> Hammer Smashed Face, followed up by I Come Blood. Yep, there it is. Why not? Addicted to Vaginal Skin. <laughs> All right. Split Wide, Mom, I'm so sorry. Split Wide Open. <laughs> Necropedophile. Jesus. Okay. The cryptic stench. <laughs> Entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt. People mm. like this. Post-mortal like ejaculation. This. Jim Carrey likes this. Jim Carrey likes this. Post-mortal ejaculation. <laughs> Beyond the cemetery. And then, you know what? It was nice that they added this in, in, in their remaster. I Come Blood Live. <laughs> oh. In front of people, you know. <laughs> yeah, why It not? was their bonus track. But... So that's, you want to be seen. That's if what you're, you're getting into blood. with Cannibal Corpse. Listen, yeah. Cannibal Corpse is brutal as fuck. They really are. I, yeah. I'm not. So I'm not. Not the, for me. I'm not the biggest metalhead, but <laughs> goddamn, these guys. Just sometimes you put them on, you're just like, oh, you just want to punch everything. And, uh, see, I'm not a metalhead. Most of my, I got friends though that are super into metal. And they're just say, like, same here. Cannibal Corpse is fucking yeah, yeah. tight. 
All my metalhead friends are super into Cannibal Corpse. They're very good in what they do. It is they just really not are. something that I find appealing. Right. So those. So what I just listed off, they were that was uh, that was their fourteen studio albums that they have. They have two box sets, four four video albums, and two live albums. Hey, Mike, do they have their own record label? Um, that they damn. That's a good question. <laughs> do not. They? They're signed to Metal Blade. Ah, oh, breaking the chain. So they're one of the few. One of the few that just didn't not have fucking bother to do it themselves. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're putting out songs like that, you really don't need. They, they're letting you do it anyway. It's selling yourself. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's a DIY. So they're but, doing. They're already doing it themselves. Who cares? Yeah. So uh, they formed in December of '88. Um, I put out a ton of albums that I just mentioned. Um, they actually, as of 2015, they achieved worldwide sales of 2 million units combined on all their albums. That's not bad. Not no bad shit. at all. Yeah. Not bad for, at all. for a very niche genre? That makes Pretty them the top-selling so. death metal band of all time. Really? Top-selling. Damn. Fun fact about them that actually just popped in my head that I read uh, a few years ago, and I believe it could be Cannibal Horse. No, it was Slayer. Yeah. I was gonna, well, Slayer then. It was, I think it was Slayer. It was one of the two. Slayer or Cannibal Corpse. But either way, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But one of their guitarists, I can't remember who, is still metal as fuck. He drew his own blood and had them paint a guitar with his own blood. That is pretty sweet. If that's not metal, yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. So it could be Slayer. It could be Cannibal Corpse. I can't remember. I thought it was Cannibal Corpse. It's probably Slayer now that I'm actually thinking about it. But it's still sweet. Just this genre is fucking. These people are badass as fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, started out in Buffalo. Um, they had a, a five song thrash metal tape. Um, and they played their. Uh, within the year of playing their first gig, they signed a Metal Blade. Uh, wow. Yeah, and then they released their first album, Eaten Back to Life, in August of 90. So, and they just kept going on and just fucking. It's, uh, his name is Gary Holt, the guy who did the blood guitar. He was in the band Exodus, and he replaced... He was in Slayer from 2011 to 2019. So wait a minute. So Brian McKnight's band, Exodus. (laughs) It's full circle. He played on the the album. He played on the album. Um, So yeah, I mean, as far as I know, Cannibal Corpse is still going strong. Oh, yeah. Um, they, They in In June this year, they announced that they're back in the studio recording a new album. How many uh, original members? The original members. Uh, there you go. You got a chart. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a chart. Jesus. Here. Um, they've had so many members. Um, Looks like two original the, members. The cur- so, yeah, yeah, the current members are Alex Webster, Paul Myers. Guitarist and lead singer, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah that's what it looks George like. George Fisher, Pat O'Brien, Rob Barrett. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're still going strong. Now, with a band like this. Sir Especially metal, the metal yes. genre, for those of you who aren't familiar. Of course, there always comes controversy. Especially yeah. with song titles. Wha- like what? I Come Blood. Are, are you... Wait, what are you saying? Huh? There's some controversy. Controversy? Movie. I'm absolutely shocked. Over what? So, in May of 95, U.S. Senator Bob Dole... 
Fuck Bob oh, Dole. Bob Dole. How Bob is he? St- Dole. Bob Dole is still alive, by the way. He's Remember like ninety-seven years old. Yeah, I find it funny going. that Bob no- Bob Dole knows who Cannibal Corpse is. <laughs> also, uh, Bob Dole at uh, wait a jo- minute. So Bob Dole they rolled him out. The Cannibal Corpse. They rolled Bob Dole out at John McCain's funeral, and I don't think he knew where he was. <laughs> Probably not. Bob Dole. So in ninety-five, he only they- knows how to say Bob, Bob Dole. Dole. Bob Dole. In May of 95, U.S. Senator Bob Dole accused Cannibal Corpse. How does he know who Cannibal Corpse is? Along with hip-hop acts, including the Ghetto Boys and Two Live Crew. Oh my God, Two Live Crew. Of undermining the national character of the United States. Oh my God. What a jam if all of them What a fucking fascist statement. (laughs) How dare you say bad things about this country and put it out for people to hear? Right. You can only say good things about this country. Ooh. We can only put out propaganda. What a fuck, Bob Dole. A, a year Bob later, Dole. a year later, they came under fire again here in the U.S. <laughs> I wonder of, why. <laughs> uh, this time, it was a part of a campaign by conservative act. Conservative oh, conservatives! Oh, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> so Bob Dole's clones. <laughs> it was William Bennett and Joe Lieberman. Oh, fucking Joe Lieberman! Oh my Christ! Um, All right. He's still around. It's getting even better. And um. They, they were trying to get uh, Time Warner, Sony, EMI, all these huge labels to dump 20 recording groups responsible for the most offensive lyrics. And Cannibal Corpse made Ooh. that list. Okay. I, I wonder why. Uh, there's a little thing that the conservatives like to preach about, and that's called the First Amendment. Yeah. Where you can say whatever the fuck you want. And, Freedom of speech. Yeah. Fuck these guys. They just don't want... These are people putting fucking blaming problems in society on bands and movies and shit. That's all they're doing. Exactly. Fun little tidbit. Because you want to blame... You always want to blame something. Yeah, and and what is it? Oh, a band that's singing about coming blood? Yep, blame them. Oh, oh, yeah, it's their fault. Fun little tidbit, by the way. The uh, song that was played in Ace Ventura was Hammer Smash Face. Oh, okay. So that was the song. It was an abridged version of their song, Hammer Smash Great. Face. Nice. Great. Abridged. 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 Why did it get they, abridged? They had to kind of, you know, P, uh, you know, PG it up a little bit there. I mean, yeah, PG. I wish they would have played I Come Blood. <laughs> <laughs> right? To see, to see fucking Ace Ventura dancing to I Come Blood. Oh, would have uh, been great. But in this, uh, moving been. on from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, no, 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 no. There's oh, more. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's oh, more. Oh, You're oh, prematurely jumping the oh gun my here, my God. guy. I'm prematurely, prematurely bloody. Blood. Blood. Yeah. yeah, wow. The premature wow. ejaculating blood here, Phil. Ooh. Or is it they necrophiliac also... ejaculation? Ooh. Or whatever, whatever it was called. Either way, it's fine. Post-mortem ejaculation? You're enjoying yourself. They were also <laughs> had controversy in three other countries. Mm. In Australia. Canada? Oh, Aust- okay. Uh, First up, Australia bans everything. Australia, they banned any... S- the- if it's not a kangaroo, yeah. they're not on board. <laughs> they banned the sale of any Cannibal Corpse audio recording. Yep. Um, in, That's Australia for you. In Germany... They banned all, Grand Theft Auto. All Cannibal Corpse albums, really? up to and including Tomb Pretty of much. the Mutilated, were banned upon release from being sold or displayed in Germany due to the graphic cover art. Is that because lyrics. of the... Der Fuhrer couldn't get on board? Uh, I'm pretty sure Der Fuhrer was gone. <laughs> for Cannibal Corpse there. Yeah. Jared, right, Ger- Germany is another country that's like super strict on shit. Like video games huh. have to censor out blood when they go to like Australia and Germany. What? Yeah, like it's Come weird. on, is that because they went overboard in real life and now they can't look <laughs> at it in like virtual life? They were also 
They also had controversy in Russia. Six of the eight planned shows um, from the 2014 Russian tour were canceled due to protests from local Orthodox activists. Are you kidding me? Beer wasn't even considered fucking alcohol until two years ago or something like that. Yep. In Russia. So, So how is that? Like, how are you being bothered by this? I know, right? Um, So, their response to the critics, um, uh, since their album artwork and uh, uh, it would feature uh, transgressive and macabre imagery, uh, extreme violence, gore. um, And and they they would say that, you know, they, they say that it's all artistic expression, artistic expression, and it's clearly fictional. Um, the uh, guitar player, George Corpse Grinder Fisher, once said in an interview, we don't sing about politics. We don't sing about religion. All of our songs are short stories that if anyone would so choose, they could convert it into a horror movie. Really, that's all it is. We like gruesome, scary movies, and we want the lyrics to be like that. Wait yeah, a minute. So it's if- about killing people, but it's not promoting it at all. Basically, these are fictional stories, and, and that's it. And anyone who gets upset is ridiculous. From what he said, I could take any one of their songs and turn it into a horror movie? Yep. I want to do that now. You could. I want to make one of their, one of their songs into a horror movie. You can, we, should, we, should, we should make a, a short film. We should do that. About Icon Blood. And see how quickly... Not the one I would have picked, but... Oh, I, that's one no, I would have gone for uh, All right. post-mortem ejaculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's Cannibal Corpse. Uh, definitely worth checking out, in my opinion. I know you guys don't really uh, you know, listen to death metal that often, but nope. definitely uh, definitely worth checking out if you haven't. And on to uh, another, another heavier type band, one that I also know very little about. Actually, this band I know less than I know about Cannibal Corpse about. In that band is uh, a band that when I first uh, saw them, I didn't think they were a band because it's not really a, a name that screams band to me, and that is Snapcase. Snapcase. Yeah. Actually, a buddy who uh, his cousin or something like that was a part of the band, but we've always used to skate together, and he'd be like, "Hey, I've got a cousin who's in Snapcase." Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, my buddy, my buddy Jordan, he would always be like, "Yo, like, got a buddy who's in that band." I was like, "That's sweet, really? Like, holy shit!" Snapcase, fuck yeah, yeah. I don't even know what kind of, I don't know what genre they are. All I know is that they're kind of heavy. Well, that's all I know. I'll tell you right now, Snapcase is hardcore punk, metalcore, post-hardcore, alternative metal, and progressive rock. Post cardboard. Post cardboard. Wow. Never heard of them. Which is basically paper. See? Um, and they were signed to, they were signed to Victory. Recycled? So. Wait, Victory. So is that another, like, Buffalo? No, no, that's a, that's a major label. Yeah, that's a major label. Victory's, Victory's a major is, label? Victory's major. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Which is, I'm kind of surprised I've never heard of them, because I'm, I, I know a lot of bands on Victory's label. That's one of the ones that, like... Well, they're not a band anymore. I see a lot of Buffalo bands on Victory, and I'm like, who the fuck is Victory? Yeah. Victory's, they're... they're I, don't, I don't mean to say it like that, but if I, if I'm, I mean, If like, I'm correct, they're a subsidiary of a major label. Mm. All right. Um, so like, that makes more sense. So they're, tech, like, they're, so, they're like a subsidy yeah, of a so Warner like Brothers or uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right. So they uh, formed in 89 in a basement in West Seneca. Oh, where you, where you guys are from. Well, that's where I'm from. He's oh. from. Jared's Black from Lackawanna. Fuck you, Jared. And yeah, Phil always from. You're not even from Rochester. You're from <laughs> yeah. Fairport. Yeah. Who the fuck gross. lives in Fairport? What the fuck is that? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's from Fairport. Oh, oh that's this cool. is a. Did you know him? Fairport to live in. No, but my high school did a giant Capote like party when he won the Grammy. No, that's pretty. And gross. he never even came to say hi. Oh, he didn't. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. So they had um. Well, they had five but he went to my high school. Philip. I walked the halls Philip. of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour. That's, pretty, that's, that's actually pretty cool. Hoffman. They had uh, five studio albums um, from 93 to 2003. Uh, five EPs and singles. And uh, they were massive in Buffalo. Now, it was before my time in getting the music. I was born in 89 when these guys first started. So I never. Uh, got I was to see two these years guys. old, so I was fucking jamming to them. <laughs> Jerry was like, "Yo, Nance, Jerry, will you <laughs> give me, give me some snapcase. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking jam out, and then I'm gonna drink a bottle, and I'm gonna go to sleep." I just imagine you like just breastfeeding, and your mom just like just throws on the snapcase record. <laughs> She did. She was like, all right. And then your dad's just like sitting there going, all right. He wouldn't so he's a fucking snapcase. And I was always super fussy unless I got my snapcase album thrown on. So I, you, I don't personally know a ton about snapcase, like their history and whatnot. Um, I know that they were absolutely huge. I do listen to snapcase. I, I do enjoy their music. Um, but I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, they're pretty rad. They're pretty rad. I don't you know, know much about the history of the guys. Um, there's so there's so many things I've heard about them. From like, you talk to any old punk rocker or metal guy around here, they're like, "Yo, Snapcase was it, man!" Like you don't even know, blah blah blah. It's kind of crazy because like Buffalo's so small, and you always like hear things, and people always like come up to you and they're like, "Oh, Snapcase! Like I knew this dude! Like yeah, yeah, like." That's a, I don't know. Like I feel like that's like the the main like thing that you always hear about. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. You always hear about Snapcase. Any show you go to, my buddy, like, your show at Snapcase comes up at some point. My buddy in Reno, who we will be uh, talking to shortly on the show, Payne, uh, big fan of Snapcase. When I really? when I tweeted this out, he was like, "You better be talking about Snapcase," and I didn't want to respond. Who? <laughs> You're like, uh, like I don't want to look uh, dumb. Fuck. But uh, even my buddy in Reno, he who he's a metalhead, loves Snapcase. Right. Yeah. And They're yeah. far-reaching. Yeah. So like most bands, uh, they went through their fair share of lineup changes here and there. Um, but '92, um, they were signed to the Chicago hardcore label Victory Records. And recorded their first Chicago, seven. Chicago, yep. huh? Victory's yeah. out of Chicago. Out of all Chicago. Right, all right. They recorded their first seven-inch comatose hey, with Mike Sack and Robbie Takak. What? So Robbie was involved with uh, Snapcase's first uh, what? First seven-inch on a major label. Wait, what? I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I like Robbie. I met him once or twice. He's really. I've met him. He's a. Guy. He's. He's. I have. He is coming to the radio station. He is a very nice guy. I recorded in his studio a few times. He does, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, and like we'll also GCR. talk about it's his a band. Nice studio. Coming yeah, in, yeah. Which so, I'm not a fan of. But yeah, we know you don't like the the Goo Goo Dolls. 
The goo. I'm, I'm ready for people to hate me. The but goo-ness. let's let's continue with Snapcase. So um, they just like most bands do, they played a bunch of shows, a bunch of tours. Um, they were on the Vans Warp tour. Um, did, when did they disband Europe. again? They disbanded in uh, 2003, I want to say. Dang. 2004. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no. It was 2005. They played their last show here in Buffalo. Oh, wow. They played, long sorry. Ago, 2005, huh? they played their last show here in are Buffalo. Any, are any of the guys doing anything else? Uh, not that I know of. Oh. Not that I, they played a reunion show at uh, Mohawk Place uh, on the 24th and 25th. Back in, uh... Yo, how much fun would it be to see fucking yeah. Snapcase? Also, I feel like a band like Snapcase, like... if they're doing a reunion show, would be able to play someplace bigger than Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. They did but one I feel like in that Buffalo. would be an amazing mm-hmm. show to be at. Like, so they did a re- Especially at that was in Mohawk t- Place. That was in 2007. Um, they did a... Uh, uh, mm, Sick of It All, the band Sick of It All, announced that Snapcase would be supporting them uh, for their 25th anniversary show at New York City's Webster Hall. That was back in uh, March of 2011. Uh, okay. June 2012, um, they played the Outer Harbor with Dropkick Murphys. Uh, July 2015, they Drop played the oh, wait, Murphys. Wait, the fuck time out. I? Time out. Time out. Okay. I might have been at that show. So you've Which seen show? Snapcase. Uh, Dropkick Murphys at Outer Harbor, because I was working up the zone in Rochester. What? And we were giving out tickets, which means that the station had tickets for the show, and I took them. So you probably saw them. And I didn't even recognize, like, know who it was, because I was all, I'm a big Dropkick Murphys fan. Well, goddamn. So, so I was all like, I, I'm, I don't care who the opener is, I just want to see Dropkick Murphys. Okay. So I think I might have seen that tracks. Case. That tracks, yeah. yeah. And you saw them open up. Wow, what a that's, fucking that's show! Fucking awesome. though. Like that's great. So uh, I saw it at the Outer Harbor. Back, they should bring back shows at the Outer Harbor. By the they, way, they should. Because I went. I saw I Dropkick Murphys and I saw the Black Keys at the Outer Harbor, and it was awesome. That had to Black be great. Keys. When the fuck did the Black Keys? Like 2013. Play? What? Yeah, it was like, like when they first started, huh? The Black Keys have been around since like '05. Yeah, they've been around for oh, a while. Oh, five? Yeah, Black Keys have been around a while. Jesus. Yeah, yeah for a long while. All right. Yeah. Um, July 2015. When they... was El Camino, or what the fuck? El Camino was, was like that? 12. 12 or 12? 11 or 12, yeah. Okay, so that was like right around the time Yeah. they were getting big. and then. Okay. I mean, for me, as someone who grew up a big fan of like the White Stripes, I had been into the Black Keys for a while, even though right, the Black Keys and the White like, Stripes oh, hate each other. Two people and they play. They actually squashed that. Like, they did squash yeah. that beef, but for a long they time they, they, they did. They did not yeah. like each other. They smashed two they squashes smashed together. Yeah. They did. Uh, really? July twenty third, twenty fifteen. Uh, Snapcase played the tenth annual. This is hardcore festival at Union Transfer in Philadelphia. Was it and hardcore? It was hardcore as fuck. And then on February twenty sixth, um, they played, which was as of now their last show. Uh, at Town Ballroom here in Buffalo for their 25th I was gonna anniversary. Say, that would be the place I would expect a place like a band like Snapcase to play a reunion show would be Town Ballroom. 25th anniversary. Hopefully, you know, their 30th is coming up next year. They play it. again. That'd be great. Well, but I like Mohawk Place. I do. I do like Mohawk Place. Better. Better. But for... Uh, Shout for, out to fucking Mohawk Place, dude. That's a, just, it's a huge grab for Mohawk Place. But. I just think of the time that I saw the chariot at the fucking mohawk place and they just like fucking killed it 
I don't, like, I don't it, know. It just, and it was the last time I saw the chariot before the chariot. they disbanded. Oh, the chariot is so awesome. Are they, are they a buffalo say, band? I was supposed to go to that with you. No, they're not a buffalo band. Uh, but, like, they were... They old, were like a hardcore band type. Old member, I don't know, whatever, but of Norma Jean. Oh yeah, yeah, Jean. yeah, yeah. He was from Norma Jean, and ah. it was, it was amazing. Like they were fucking swinging from the rafters. The bass player went to the bathroom while he was playing. Damn, it was fucking amazing. Yo, like, they they just how was like, Dan Smith? They though? ripped it up. Yo, Dan Smith, his listener played from that listener. Show too. Yeah, oh. we met him before the show. Me and my buddy Neil. <laughs> And we asked, we were like, yo, dude, like, can we get a picture with you? And he was like, yeah. So we handed him the phone, and he took a picture of me and Neil. He did, he That's didn't so take, awesome. He didn't get in the picture. He was like, yeah, I'll take a picture of you guys. And we were like, no, no, like, we want a picture with you. Yeah. And, like, he just couldn't wrap his mind around the fact that, like, we wanted a picture with him. It's like, so good. It was so funny. It's That's so good. good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than, other than uh, I, I'm just hoping that they play another show. I mean, 30 years is coming up next year, so let's hope. Their last show was 2016. Hopefully Snapcase gets back together. And we can go out, get out and start seeing shows again. That would be nice. That would be amazing. Let's all get vaccinated. Yeah. Let's I will if I can go see shows or play a show yep. or do something with music. I think right. we, I think a lot of people can agree with me on that. Fucking stick me in twice with the needle. You can shove to it some in my ass for all I care. I just want to see some fucking bands. Yep. Sure. Long, sure. This is the longest I've gone without seeing a concert since I was eighteen. Yeah. That's yeah. Gross. Absolutely. Um. So Phil. Yep. Who's next? Uh, another another band, a uh, hardcore band. Uh, but one that I think might be a little bit more popular. And uh, that band is another one that I really don't know anything about. And I feel like I'm kind of out of the loop in that aspect. And that band is Every Time I Die. Eaten. They're wonderful. They are absolutely People wonderful. People in Buffalo love them. Not my genre. Know nothing about them. I love them. So this is you, this is all you two. Yeah, I, I'm not I've even got... gonna sit here and say what genre they are because no. if you're in Buffalo, you already know. You gotta know Etid. Oh so, yeah, you're well aware. Let's just start out, Jared. Let's describe our fucking just bender that we went on last year at the Christmas show. Just got shit faced. I have heard many good thing about the Christmas show. Like, oh, it's so much fun. Like. There's so the Christmas many good show, bands that show is ridiculous. Up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put on a great show. Like we have me and Allie, my my girlfriend. Like we we have a photo from the last Christmas show of them playing, like hanging up in just the hallway and shit. Like they, it, it's just it's so much fun. Like you go there and like you just enjoy the hell out of it. There's so many good bands. The, the pit, like, I got in the pit last year. I got fucking roughed up. It was great. You, you know you're doing it right when you leave and you're just in pain? But the great Ugh. part, like, also, yeah, you leave and you're in pain. Like, the great part about it is, like, you go and you see people that you haven't seen since you were a kid. Or, like, from grade school or whatever. And you're like, alright, like, 
I haven't talked to you in maybe <laughs> 15, 20 years, but what's up, dude? Like, what's going on? Like, it brings you know, people together. It, it really, really does. does. Yeah. Like, you just, like, you go there and you just have this, like, shared love, you know? It's, it's, it's such a fucking good time. Um, so, a little history. Um, they formed in 1998. Um, they've had... So many studio albums. Like this. Their their latest one was Low Teens. I, t- actually, I do know one thing about I love Every Time teens. I Die. What's up? Uh, like their guitarist is a wrestler or something. Andy Williams. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a a, he's an AEW or something. Yeah. He's, dude, he's fucking awesome. I know nothing about wrestling. So. <laughs> I don't know much about wrestling, but I've seen like clips on YouTube of Andy just like fucking destroying people. And I, it's awesome. I do. I, I am friends with a <laughs> professional wrestler, even though I know nothing about that. Who? Uh, his name's Dalton Castle, Ooh. and he goes by the Peacock. And the he, Peacock. He's in. So he's is he in, sponsored uh, by NBC. He is not. I've shown Mike <laughs> some videos of him, and he's uh, he's pretty great. He's he's mm. he's right. fucking hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I, I forget I forget the thing he wrestles in. It's a national his, tour that his he wrestles fucking, in. His intro when he comes out and he's got all the peacock feathers waving yeah. at him. I'm like, oh my god. He ha- he uses uh, he has what he calls the boys that he uses as stepping stools to get into the ring, <laughs> like these like the, these greased up men just dressed uh, in like peacock outfits. It's wild. Hmm. So right. every time I die has eight but studio albums. That's as much as I know about wrestling. Yeah. And I know I know their guitarist is a wrestler. He is. All right. So they have eight studio albums. Um, their first one was Last Night in Town, followed by Hot Damn, Gutter Phenomenon, The Big Dirty, New Junk Aesthetic, X Lives from Parts Unknown, and Low Teens, which was their last release. Fun fact, um, I was in a band a while back that didn't have a name with some friends, and we practiced at a space across from the police station on Main Broadway. Street. Main Street, right by Shays. And apparently our room was really close to Etid's room. We would bump into them every now and again. Some of the guys in the band knew them. We actually used to practice with a band called uh, Pentimento. We shared a room with them. And they were actually gaining some traction here in Buffalo for the longest time. I don't know if they're still together. I hope they are because Pentimento was great. But we'd bump into Etid and we would hear them writing. And I think they were writing low teens. So that was kind of cool to like hear them on the other side of the wall just fucking jamming out because they they recorded the, most of that i believe with uh jay zabricki from gcr shout out to jay they did awesome. right yeah you are awesome jay if you're listening but uh i don't i don't know who that is uh he's 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 one of the uh <laughs> engineers i'm not GCR. from here <laughs> well, we, rochester know, phil like from like doing recordings back in the day when I worked with uh, the the Breathing Tree and I was drummer in there, like I know, like we met Jay I didn't know at you the were studio. Drummer. I was drum, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to play drums. I kind of suck now. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I would suck now. I haven't played in like eight, nine years. Jared was but... the uh, first drummer for uh, my old band, Dead to Nature. Yeah, really? yeah. I he used was. to play drums for them. So like, <laughs> yeah, I. I used to play back in the day. I haven't played in a long time, but yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared wrote yeah, some yeah. of our first songs with us. Look at Way you. So when one. they talk about some like GCR and all that, like I know some of the, re- I don't know what you'd even call them, like engineers. He's an engineer. Yeah, uh, he helped. He Jay helped produce uh, the Death to Nature like single and the album we did with Jay. It was uh, Jay is a phenomenal person to work with. 
Love you, Jay. If you're listening, thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, yeah. but Jay worked on low teens with uh, Etid, and he knows Ooh. them very well. Actually, here's a story from Jay about Etid that he told us when we were doing our uh, uh, EP with Jay way back in the day. Um, we were talking about just, like, the culture, the music scene in Buffalo way back when. And basically what it was was Jay told me the scene was so much different back in the day as to, like, with when Etid was up and coming as a band, they would do, like, fundraising shows where all the bands would sell tickets at, at venues in Buffalo, and they would give the money to Etid because they were gaining the traction. So Etid was gaining traction, and, like, these bands would just, like, play play the fucking show and just give them money so they can go out and tour. So, and just that camaraderie of just... You don't see that nowadays. So, wait. So bands were playing shows to raise money for a different band. Yeah. Because the music scene back in, like, the early 2000s, or not even, like, the not, late 90s, it was tight. This, that was a story from my, my friend Jay. He, he said that... That's just what they did. That's what it was back that then. That would played never happen nowadays. No, it doesn't happen nowadays, which is <laughs> sad. Like, if you got, if you have talented people around you that are starting to make a name for themselves and, and they're your friends, help them, you know? And I mean, it's just, that's an amazing story to me that that's just what what it was. I do, I do feel like that things such as GoFundMe and whatnot have gotten rid of the benefit concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can kind of raise money on the internet now, it just kind of, I don't know. But bands playing a show to raise money for a completely different band is baffling to me because that, yeah. that would never happen nowadays. Hey, that's, what, that's what happened back in the, <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume, because 98, uh, let's see, well, their first album was 2001. So it had to be like late 90s that they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. It's just amazing, though. But Etid, um, the way I got into Etid, believe it or not, so I was real young uh, when Etid was really starting to gain traction. Um, I was like 13, 14. But they had their song, The New Black, in Guitar Hero. And I used to love playing that fucking song. And I fucking jam, jam, jam. And then when I found out they were from Buffalo, I was like, holy shit, a Buffalo band. They're like... You know, in Guitar Hero. This is amazing. And that's how I found Etid. Just not really, you know, I just started playing music. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And They were in Guitar Hero? They were. They huh. were. Yeah. The first one? Um, First or second. I had, uh, that's how I discovered I had Guitar Etid. Hero too. That's how I discovered Etid. <laughs> so thank you, Guitar Hero, for helping me discover a band in my own backyard. But yeah, Etid's still going. Um, hopefully they'll be putting out uh, a new uh, record here pretty soon. That'd be nice. I mean, twenty twenty is put a damper on a lot of things. It yeah, has, but I feel yeah. like it's forced a lot of people to be creative. So I'm still waiting. Those guys, I'm sure they're... it's been it's it's been almost a calendar year since the Red Hot Chili Peppers announced that John Frusciante was back in the band, and I'm still waiting on any snippet of new music. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that the bands are being creative because they've had. You might time. be waiting a lot longer. Yeah, all this time that they've think. done nothing. And they might have. They might have. They might have. I, I get that they're a legacy band at this point, and everything's fucking corporately structured to put out. But fucking goddamn it, put out something. 
Uh, real quick thing too quick for any, anybody that's listening, <laughs> if you have any like stories about any of these artists that we've covered so far. So I've heard so many stories that I can't fucking remember because people tell them to me when I'm fucked up at a show or something like that about E. Tid Snapcase, Andy Franco, Brian right. McKnight, anybody, anybody, please share them with us. DM us on our our Twitter. Or, if I had or a Instagram. dollar, I'd lo- for... we'd love to hear them. Every time somebody came up to me while I was fucked up at a show. And told me about Brian and McKnight. told me about Brian McKnight. You knew where I was going with that. Jared, Jared would have no dollars. I, I'd have about $15 in my pocket. I hope E-Tid covers that Brian McKnight song. Oh, that would be great. That'd be fucking great. Oh, my God. Please. No, Please. Here, here's, what, here's what we need. Here's our main goal with this whole episode. We on our record label, we want to release an album of of Buffalo bands covering other Buffalo bands. Jesus, yes. Oh my god, that's what we want. Andy DeFranco doing a Cannibal Corpse song. Yes. No, no, I want yes. to do a Cannibal Corpse song myself. Please, I'm on the label. Let me do Cannibal Corpse. I want to do an acoustic rendition of I Come Blood. Love it. I don't know why. Love that it. one is sticking out to me more yeah. than anything. I it's just keep, really I visualized it, and now because, it's freaking me out. Because as soon as you say the title, you get an image in your head. It's you instant. Yeah. They, that's, I hate yeah. That's how they preserve that's themselves as a stable in Exactly. But that is the whole goal behind this, is we are going to get Buffalo bands to cover other Buffalo bands and call it Buffalo Goes Something. <laughs> Different. <laughs> Goes. We could call it Buffalo on Buffalo. Oh, there we yeah. go. Compilation Buffalo album. Buffalo on Buffalo. Released on the Front Porch Podcast. There it is. Records. Yeah. Front Porch Records. Oh my God. <laughs> FPR. <laughs> FPR. Uh, so we God have. Christ. So we have one band left. And, and of course, we have left some out. Of course, the biggest name yeah, I can course. think of is Rick James. Oh, so, yeah, we, we did. We will, Obviously. We will do... I wish we could have covered yeah, it. We will do another episode on these. You know? we, could, we could do a whole other episode on this. Honestly, we'll we, we could do a Rochester. whole episode on Rochester. We could do a whole episode on Rick James. Yeah. I feel like we covered a good amount of Rick James like in the last episode. Yeah. Like, so we left yeah. Rick James out of this one. But the, the big one that we are missing out on is uh, everyone's mom's favorite band. Uh, I feel like it's everyone's mom's favorite band. Yep. My mommy loves Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a band that I can't stand. I don't like any of their music. I don't even think Iris is good. Black Black Balloon is <laughs> is okay. Uh, what about Go- Broadway? Is uh, uh, I like that song that goes, I want to wake up where you are. boop a doop a doop The song... Uh, Boop-a-doop-a-doop. I do... I, now, I will give Goo Goo Dolls credit is they wrote a song about abortion that nobody knows is about abortion. Wait, what song what is that? What? Slide. What? Oh. That's what I just did. That's really? about abortion? That's about abortion. I just boop a doop a doop abortion. I'm, I'm pretty you sure. You boop a doop a doop abortion? <laughs> yeah. I, I really didn't know... Wait, really? Yep. I did not know that. Oh. Why don't you just slide right I'm going to re-listen that song with the lyrics. My, how did I never pick up on that? But anyway, well, so, yeah. Why don't you just slide? <laughs> we're doing uh, we're doing Goo Goo Dolls. And fun fact, which I'm, a lot of people, I'm sure, know. I, uh, quick quick side note. Uh, I, just, I just looked it up, and uh, Resnick describes that slide is a song that refers to a teenage girl in a strict Catholic environment who becomes pregnant she and her boyfriend are debating as to the possibility of abortion or marriage. Wow, that, that song takes out. 
Dang. Exactly. Dang. And nobody knows that song's about abortion. Wow. I mean, I would have thought, like, I could have totally seen the, you know, going for marriage at a young age yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, like, I was I was a young child and I got knocked up or yeah. whatever. But, like, I didn't see the abortion angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I never not. saw that coming. So, But that, that's that's really the only thing I'll give Goo Dolls credit for. Uh, I don't like them. So, fun fact about the Goo Goo Dolls, which I'm sure a lot of people know, but for those of you who don't, the Goo Goo Dolls were originally a punk rock band. They were. Yeah. And their fucking first album. I actually much like, like that a lot shit. better. Yeah. Much like, awesome. much like Sugar Ray's first record was like a thrash metal band. Yeah. And hey, honestly, we about that like, week, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> last episode we talked about that. So, I still get to check that shit. out. Because I sent you guys that fucking yeah. cut to Sharknado. Yep. <laughs> so basically, hey, 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 real quick, do you think if you pair Sugar Ray's thrash metal with Sharknado, it makes sense? Yes. Yeah. That's why he Jared, sent it Jared to you. Jared sent the video. <laughs> so basically, Sugar Ray and Goo Goo Dolls are the same band. Yes. But so, uh, yeah, they started out as a punk rock band, <laughs> and I think it was my dad telling me that he saw them at the old Shays. On Seneca Street, way no back shit. in the eighties. Wait, there was that a, the, still cooking. There was an then? old Chase. So yeah. they reopened it on Seneca Street. They uh, reopened near Kaz, it near Cas. The only one I've known about is the one on Main Street. No, yeah, there used no. to be two. Or, or not Main Street, whatever that street is. That no, Main it's Main. Street? It's Main. Yeah, it's Main. Yeah. That's a theater district. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, my dad told me he saw them back in the eighties at uh, fucking. Shays Theater. Shays Seneca. Damn. Yeah, Shays Seneca. Which is, crazy. Uh, is it's it? like under the umbrella of North Park. Mm. So it was like the North Park Theater, and then there's uh, Shays Seneca 2. Ah, uh, okay. Whatever the hell. But it was on Seneca Street. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah. The, I didn't know that the only Shays I've known about is the one on Main. Is that one always been there, or is there... Right, that one's always been there. And then there was a like, secondary, like yeah, a concert yeah. venue. The thing. original one, yeah, was on Seneca Street. And uh, they opened up that other one. And then, like, they went into movies and all that stuff. So then they opened up the North Park Theater and all that. So it's like one of those things where it's like under this umbrella, you know. So, yeah, I mean, after they went, you know, punk rock. Um, they started getting more, <sighs> nobody really has ever claimed it, um, but their genre is kind of adult contemporary, if you think about it. AC! A, a little bit. Um, their genres are alternative rock, pop rock, post-grunge, and punk rock. Um, their biggest song is Iris. Of course. And, uh, city of Angels. The City of Angels. That was in... Armageddon? No, it was City of Angels. It City of Angels? Movie, City oh, of no, Angels. I was confused those two, because Armageddon was... Uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yes. Yeah, yes. I always get Goo Goo Dolls and Aerosmith mixed up. I do, uh, I do. It's it's it's, it's kind of like how I always confuse uh, Devo with Cardi B. It's just, I mean, that's close enough. It's just my thing. I, I just, you know? I, I'm always confusing the two. Wet-ass pussy. So wet-ass pussy. You know, I always see the way I always hear it in my head is, when a problem comes along, wet-ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just my thing. My, uh, sense. my problem with the Goo Goo Dolls is, now when I was like 13 and I heard Iris, I was like, kind of a dope song. And then 
when I hear it as a 30 year old, I hear it. This is, this is the moment that a band just sold their fucking soul. Because mm. to mm. me, it just sounds like a fucking commercial fucking pop song that's made to get plays and spins and make the band money and be popular without any effort being put into it. I mean, honestly, it sounds like a lot of their other music. It just, does. Uh... It does. And from what I've listened to Goo Goo Dolls, uh, a lot of their future songs after Iris tried to sound exactly like Iris. All right. Fair well, enough. My Fair favorite Goo Goo Dolls song is Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Broadway's it's a decent song. Black Balloon, decent song. Black Balloon's a great song. Sli- slide and Name Honestly, are great, Black too. Black Balloon is, like, my favorite song. Then. It's prob- Black Balloon's probably my favorite Goo Goo Doll song, Google if Dolls. I had to choose. Yeah. Dizzy Up the Girl was such a good fucking Dizzy album. Up the Girl was a good album. It was so good. And, and when I recorded at Robbie's studio, so now is a good time to bring it up. Yep. GCR is Robbie Takehack's studio, for those of you who don't know. I know a lot of people that have recorded there. Um... The first time I ever went there, way back when, it was just so amazing walking in and seeing the platinum Dizzy Up the Girl album hanging on the wall. It was right. so surreal. Right, right, yeah. You're just like, I remember oh my fucking God. Too, like, yeah. this, is, this, this is it. This is the fucking album that, that put them on the map. Phenomenal to see. Absolutely phenomenal. Right, right, right. So, The Zone, when I worked at The Zone in Rochester, we used to have a uh, Dizzy Up the Girl uh, because Warm 101.3, the the adult AC station in Rochester, fucking played a whole bunch of Goo Goo Dolls. And so they got one of, of course, when that record went platinum, they got a fucking commemorative thing that a lot of radio stations You got to remember. Yeah. 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 So every, I remember walking, I would walk out of the Zone studio and just right there was Dizzy Up the Girl, just fucking Trevor, Resnick. Fucking and his guitar coming right at me in the picture, <laughs> and that image has never left my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they've had four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve Christmas albums. Or Christmas albums. Twelve Christmas <laughs> albums of our. Sorry, the last Jeez. one here are is they Michael Bublé. Jesus albums. Christ! They are. They are. Holy. <laughs> Their last one's a Christmas album. Holy they've had tits. twelve albums so far. The last one again being a Christmas album released this year. Um, most notable, a boy named Goo and uh, Dizzy Up the Girl. Yeah, a, uh, Dizzy Up the Girls really and and a boy named Goo are really the only two albums I know of by name by them. And uh, I've listened to now. Full disclaimer: I'm not a fan of a lot of Chris. Ninety five percent of Christmas music, uh, I, I find a lot of it to be just boring and repetitive. But Fair the, the Goo Goo Dolls Christmas album does not change my opinion on that. <laughs> you know complete sidebar right, because because we're on on that topic i just have to say one of my favorite bands just released a christmas album and phil this is one of i, I, I do i did like favorite, it ba- I, favorite bands too i did like manchester it. orchestra just released Ooh. a christmas album they did it is fucking beautiful it is great check that out I'm it sure is fucking great. beautiful i'm not big on yeah. christmas songs you just—it's the same stuff. A I lot. love Manchester Orchestra, so definitely I'm sure check I'll it enjoy out. It's—it's it's amazing. It's so good. You can just really feel the soul in uh, Andy Hall's voice on that. Yeah. But um, so back to their studio albums. They had uh, their self-titled Goo Goo Dolls in '87. Then they had Jed, Hold Me Up, Superstar Car Wash, A Boy Named Goo, which was '95. Dizzy Up the Girl in '98. Gutterflower, Let Love In, Something for the Rest of Us, Magnetic, Boxes, Miracle Pill, and It's Christmas All Over, which is their latest release. 
Um, there's only two or- original members left. Um, Johnny Resnick and Robbie Takehack. Of course. Um, yeah. So, John Robbie Takehack. <laughs> so, uh, Robbie, Robbie. How does he sing background vocals? That's what I want to know. He's got a good voice when he sings them. He sings yeah, on, right? you know, he sings on some of the, uh, punk shit too, dude. And he's fucking killing it. Yeah. But that was, it. that was what? Fucking, hey, 19, fucking 1993 great. Robbie yeah, Takehack. Yeah, fucking yeah. great. That was, that was, hi, I'm Robbie Takehack. Now it's, I'm Robbie Takehack. <laughs> Still love it. Still love it. I met Robbie a few times. Real oh, nice great guy. guy. I've met him. Real oh, nice yeah. guy. Super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super nice dude. Great dude. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, um... They're still killing it. Uh, they're one of their most recent notable um, shows was uh, the show they played. I believe was that downtown the rain show that they played. No, that was uh, Dairy Lake. Was that Dairy Lake? That like like the the live video everybody knows everybody. from Goo Goo Dolls. You know, with, yeah. it, it was, was Dairy Lake. So I will admit, great it was performance. Great. It was a great performance. Great performance. I, they could probably put on a live show. I just wouldn't be interested throughout it. Actually, one of my favorite videos um, we've talked about before is uh, uh, Daryl's house, Daryl Hall. Yeah, from, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Johnny was yeah. on that, and they did Iris and I believe Slide. I, and yeah. It was, oh, God, it was great to Super see. Super good. So, so Actually good. love that YouTube channel. Yeah. It was so, it was so damn good. So damn good. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I think Johnny's living in California. I don't think Resnick lives here. No, of course not. Look at him. Um, friggin', uh, Robbie lives here, though. Have you seen him lately? He uh, screams he, California. Yeah, I've seen yeah he him. lives in California. Robbie's here. He looks like somebody's mom. And, yeah. uh, Robbie, Robbie has his own record label. Um, oh, we're back to the DIY. Yep, Ro- Wait, DIY. Really? Yeah, he Robbie has, has a, his own record label. He has a studio downtown too. He, yeah, what? The GCR is a studio downtown. He saw, he has a lot of uh, Japanese artists on his label, um, and I, I had the opportunity to meet some of them, and they were just really, really cool. Um, Wait, does it run out of GCR? I think he runs it out of GCR a little bit, and um, he so he, he all. He has a lot of his acts play at Music Is Art, which I'm sure right. if you live in Buffalo, you know what Music Is Art is. Robbie did an amazing, started an amazing thing years ago with just getting local musicians and some national acts and, and just playing. Well, they used to play at uh, uh, the uh, Art Museum, right across from the Art Museum. But now they're oh, at Riverworks. Albright Knox. Albright Knox. Albright yep. Knox. Across from Albright Knox. Now yeah. they're at uh, Riverworks. Which, honestly, I think is a better location. Uh, can I, I tell you that, uh, la- I think it was, la- yeah, it was last year, uh, one of the stations that I worked for, I think it was Star, held their, like, Christmas annual, they held a Christmas concert there. Yeah. And it was Goo Goo Dolls. And they sent out an email, because usually for shows like that, anyone, like for Alt Buffalo's Christmas show, anyone that wants a ticket can get a ticket through the station. Right. They sent out an email for that show, it was like, listen, this Goo Goo Doll show, because it was like two nights at Riverworks or something. They're like, you have to put in for a lottery because we only have like four pairs of tickets to give away for this thing. Wow. They sold so many fucking tickets to see the Goo Goo Dolls at Riverworks. And it was it was one of the only times I've seen a, a radio station show put on where they're like, you can't get tickets for this show. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. And That's I, crazy. I, I was probably the yeah. only one at the station that was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was like, yeah, I want those. That's that Rochester blood in you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, I don't, I don't care for Goo Goo Dolls. Phil's at home jamming to Foreigner. <laughs> fucking Lou Graham is a legend. He is a legend. R.I.P. He's hot blooded. But uh, yeah, so I mean, the Goo Goo Dolls are still going strong. They just, uh, if you're watching the Macy's Day Parade, um, they just played. They played the Christmas tree lighting too, and people were making fun of them on Twitter. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Because people were calling them classic rock. <laughs> well, I mean, they are at this point. It's 25 yeah. years. I mean, yeah. my fucking favorite band, Nirvana, is classic rock. Chili now. Peppers are on classic rock yeah, station. It's so. class. I've, I'm here. It, it makes you feel so fucking old. Holy tits. It does. Jesus. It really does. The yep. bands we grew up with is now are now classic rock I know. Bands. I was it's like, at, what? like I would listen to, like, Essentials on Apple Music, and it's always, like, from 2002. Yep. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? This is when I was in, like, 10th grade. What are you talking about? Yeah. This is, like, classic. Nice one, Phil. Get out of here. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let that one go. That was, that was great. <laughs> that, was, that was a little louder than I thought it would be. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, like you said, dude, it's yeah. fucking nuts. Blows my mind. I'm it, like, all right. Classic, like, classic rock. This classic. isn't classic rock. I was rock. 15 years old when this came out. Come on. Well, Jared, now we're in our 30s. We're For all Christ's old, sake. old men. Yeah, I guess. We're, we're, we're old. I can't, I, you I know, suppose. didn't you get something from uh, AARP a few years back? I get that a lot. You do. <laughs> For some reason, they think I'm like in my 60s, but I'm not yet. Yeah, you're I'm close. in my 30s, goddammit. You're, you're older <laughs> than me, so you're close kicking. enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Goo Goo Dolls are still going strong, still playing, still rocking out. Uh, Robbie's had a lot of success here in Buffalo with that studio. It's beautiful if you've never been. If you're a musician you've never been, can't recommend GCR enough. Great people there to work with beautiful setup the live rooms it's it's just great it is it is it's really well set up even 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 like studio b and c or or whatever they call them uh, right they're great they're great setup it's a great i've had buddies like uh, a buddy who does rap and everything and like i went in there with him like while he was rapping and like just watching them put everything together like everybody is well trained like the engineers are great and just the studio itself is awesome you know so I'd, no complaints over here absolutely great absolutely great but i mean other than that google Dolls still going strong um probably the biggest band that we've talked about yeah absolutely the yeah biggest band that we've talked definitely. about uh so many people out west. Uh, there, there's this uh, shout out to Don for the uh, at Goose and Friends podcast. I just did that uh, over the uh, over the, this past week, and he just released the episode I was on this past Sunday. Um, we we talked about the Goo Goo Dolls a little bit afterward, and he's like, "Dude, they're so fucking big out here. It's not even funny." And he's in he's in Denver. Oh no shit! So Denver, Colorado, really? like out west, they're huge. Like everyone knows the Goo Goo Dolls. Really, like, I, I, it's like it's like what you hear. Like even their modern shit, mm-hmm. it's like what you hear in like restaurants. Yeah. it's what you, it. They're they're huge out west. Okay, out what, what I, I gather out west, there's very few like rock stations. It's a lot yeah. of like just chill 
music. Oh, okay. So you get a lot so, of adult AC stations and shit like that. That so makes more sense than Goo Dolls I would guess, be everywhere. Why? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't have an adult AC station without playing Iris every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they play yeah. the modern shit out there a lot too. I don't know. I don't know anything they've released in the past fifteen years. <laughs> Let love in, Phil. Let love in. Yeah. Then they wait, that was was that the Saber song for a while? It yeah, might have been. Was. Yeah, it was a Saber song for a while. But uh, yeah, so Not that's the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I'm Good sure, for them. Sure, there's a fuck ton they did more they that we could talk it. about with the Goo Goo Dolls, but we'd be here forever if we talked more about Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. So I'm okay with cutting that short. You know. Yeah, so am I. Not 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 the biggest Google. I know it's gonna get me fucking crucified that I don't know every time I die. I'm not a Google Dolls fan, but not for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to go on Twitter and crucify Phil, uh, I, I'm at Buffalo Bu- Kennedy at Buffalo Kennedy on Twitter and Instagram. Go get him at Phil Kennedy on Facebook. Come at me with, with we'll the Google Dolls. Next time we do, a I just want to say podcast, that so. when it comes to Phil and the Google Dolls, that I'm works. just fortunate enough. To, I'm just fortunate enough to say that every day, Phil, I get to wake up where you are. <laughs> Boop a doop a doop. <laughs> so glorious. Once again, that's where you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Instagram, or on social media. What am I talking about? All of that. That's all where about. you can find me on Twitter and all Instagram is at Buffalo Kennedy, Facebook Phil Kennedy. Jared, you're only on Instagram. Damn. Because right? yeah. you, you need to get on Twitter. Umbrella Media BFLO. And Mike, you're on all three. I am on all three. You can find me, Mike O'Connor, on Facebook, uh, Mr. at Mr. Mike here on both instagram and twitter also if you did like the song that you heard for our commercial today i have a band called never again it's my solo album it's my solo project i have a solo album out right now and uh you could find that spotify spotify you can look at never again on spotify you could also find it on instagram and twitter at never again b-f-l-o and we will catch you guys next time uh maybe we have some. Yeah. We, we got some Only pretty maybe. sweet guests lined up, and uh, we got some pretty sweet topics lined up. We so. really do. So definitely keep listening. Sick. Thank you for the support. Follow us on Instagram at Front Porch Podcast. Do it, and and, and Twitter at Front Porch Seven One Six. Oh, it. you got it right. I'm so proud of you. I almost forgot. You did. But That's we, okay. We will talk to you next time. Maybe. Proud of you. Peace out. Hey everyone, Mike here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Front Porch Podcast. It was great learning about the artists that did it themselves or signed to a label to make it out of Buffalo. If you liked what you heard during the commercial, that's my band, Never Again. Please check me out on Spotify. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, and we'll catch you next time.